Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give him life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop his six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in. That's on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation You got to unleash the power of the pyramid This is Mike Semper from WrestlingObserver.com Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio uh, This is Kenny Omega, we're listening to One Nation Radio Check it out guys, these guys know what's up Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to me Goodbye and good night, hey Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of I'm going to say it, NXT. I don't know what the hell's going on. Welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm your host, James Boyd. Uh, and with me, I have uh, the normal, the regular, try the true Rich Lotta. What's going on, man? Chilling, man. Just uh, ready to talk about uh, all this wrestling. And, you know, we're here a day later as what is becoming a kind of a custom on these pay-per-views because it seems like just at the night of the show, it's like, I'm good. I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Uh, we are here. Lots of good stuff to talk about, actually, this week. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's just start. Let's start to, at the top of the, the big show from yesterday: NXT Takeover Portland. Uh, this is, you know, the normal NXT Takeover that you would get at Royal Rumble, but they moved it away and they moved it to uh, the middle of February against the All Star Game because. Fuck, fuck us. Fuck this particular podcast in yeah. specifically. That, 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 it was pretty much a shot from us. And, you know, yeah. hearing all the great reviews that the All-Star game got, you know what? I, I kind of feel bad. I, I kind of wish I was the All-Star game. I, at this but point, there, was no way, there, there was no way for us to know that, though, because they did the goofy format that turned out to actually be something worth a damn uh, from everything I'm hearing. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, like I end up um, at the end of the show um, looking at my phone and seeing that um, Chris Paul caught an alley oop. And I was like, mm-hmm. wait, what? What year is this? <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't recall him doing that since he was like a clipper. So that's, that's you know, all right. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, getting back to it. Um, the overall thoughts on the show before we go match by match. 
Uh, I thought it was a really good show. Um, you know, you look at different corners of the internet, and you know, you're going to get varying, very yeah, varying opinions on uh, what NXT is. Simply because that's like the formula of NXT. Uh, you know exactly what you're getting, but I think if you're just going match by match, we got like a lot of really good matches. Some of the stuff, you know, is the stuff that people always bring up about NXTs, like when the main events go too long and stuff like that. But if you can put that out of your head, I mean, I think you still got a really good night of wrestling. And I think, um, you know, guys that look better going out, uh, like Keith Lee, I think, um, I think Rhea Ripley picked up a big win. I think she's catching some heat right now uh, from some folks. But um, I and the match really kind of stuck with me. I, I liked it until, you know, she just became stupid was the street fight with uh, Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai. I thought they majorly impressed before that, you know, the booking came in. But, um, yeah, I, I like the show a lot. Yeah, um, I'm I'm getting really fucking annoyed and frustrated with like the internet for being fucking idiots. I'm sorry, like I'm I am I have never heard of a show that had four four star matches that and no one's like arguing that these are great matches. Four 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 star matches and people. And I'm looking at my timeline and my timeline is filled with just the dumbest complaining shit, and it's like. This is one of like the ten best wrestling shows I've ever seen. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Like, and, my, and I'm just looking at my time, like reading it, just going down. Like, Bianca shouldn't have won. Bianca, or Bianca shouldn't have lost. Bianca shouldn't have lost. Bianca should have lost. More Bianca shouldn't have lost. And then I'm looking at like, oh well, Johnny Gargano, and it's in the uh, the storyline at the end of the show or whatever yeah. else about like. Yeah, you know, like he should have fucked. He should have immediately fucked us and not given us a uh, even a five minute main event. Uh, uh, let people tell it because you know, it's just like. Okay, let's go through every heel turn in a man of a match we've ever seen. How many of them happen like within the first three minutes when the first very first chance someone gets? None. Okay, so why are we complaining about this one in particular? I just I was just so annoyed looking at my timeline. But um, it's it's like one of the five best takeovers of all time, which means it's like one of the you know. It's going to be a a, a legitimate uh, show of the year contender. I don't know if people. I, I think people just sort of just. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I just found it. I just found it. It's annoying. like it's it's another like it's another takeover. Like there it. When you look at the um the main event, for example, it's like you see the feud they're about to roll into, and it's like, well, time is a flat circle. So it's like we're back to Gargano and Ciampa again. And a lot of people are like. Turned off from this. Well, let's go through um, the match first, first, and then we'll because that's the main event. And then we'll go through that because I'm just like y'all are bugging about nothing, but whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't even know where to start with this match. It was so much shit. Uh, Cole versus uh, Champa for the NXT title. Um, I thought they had a great match, and then they did a storyline beat that tied into the end of the match uh, with what the finish ultimately ended up being. Um, I think they kicked out of a lot of ridiculous stuff, just like they kick out of a lot of ridiculous stuff in um, Gargano or Cole main event matches, so it didn't bother me. Um, I, I thought they really played into what happened in um, New York last year with Gargano with the almost beat by beat. It's He's beat or Cole is beaten, undisputed plays interference, 
they f- kind of they almost get the drop on on Gar- Gar- or not going Gar- but on Cole not Cole Champa Champa fights back. He beats the hell out of all three undisputed. They got on the floor. He lays him out. Goes back to the ring. Cole has some beat. You think this is the Triple H? This is how Triple H won half his titles, right? Interference runs, and then like he beats you with his actual finish because you know, uh, gets thwarted, k- kicks out. He's going to put him away with a last shot. Ducks under whatever else, and then you go from there. Like that was a play on that whole entire thing, and then you lead to Gargano with the belt, and he screws over his friend. And then Cole ends up winning at the end. Um, there was a lot of great stuff in this sh- match. I can't even... <sighs> there's so much shit. Like, my mind is just like... I can't even remember half the stuff. Cause, especially because, like, the first match with with uh, Jack and Lee, they did everything. And then, like, the rest of the show, everybody did everything. So I can't remember anything. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I, I thought it was a great match. Uh, I don't like the finish, but I thought it was a great match. I thought it was, a, like, a not-as-good version of... Gargano versus Cole. Which uh, one? The first one. Um, and I, th- I thought they were having a really good match. Then, of course, like, you know, me, I'm the last person to bring up, like, selling or anything like that. But, like, yo, sell just one thing. Oh. Like, like when Buddy hit, um, he hit this man, Ciampa, with that wheelbarrow plex against the table. And he pops up, and then also the Canadian destroyer on the floor, floor. and then he and gets then, rolled in and jumps to his feet immediately. DDT, it's like, and DDT's it's like yeah. chief. It's like chief. You're like what, like 25 minutes into the match at that point. Like they've got to find another way to kind of do that. And I think it was like, well, if all that shit didn't like put him down, just the simple belt shot did. So it was just like, oh. I like I felt very like robbed at the at the ending of like it's like there was they were they were walking up to greatness and then they were like nah we don't want that we just gonna overbook this shit to to hell and then you know uh we're we're back to Gargano and Ciampa again and um you know Johnny sellout you know Johnny turncoat Johnny can't be trusted Johnny backstabber Johnny switch sides, Johnny bad guy, Johnny anger from, from within, Johnny deception, Johnny double cross, Johnny Judas, Johnny keep your eyes on him, Johnny, Johnny no Judas. good, Johnny poison, Johnny say- shit, Johnny <laughs> conniving, and Johnny treacherous. Did you say Johnny pers- no good? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I heard a joke that that um, Gargano probably um, pitched a turn heel because he ran out of like good guy Marvel characters to dress up as. So now he gets to dress as the villains, you know, <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> no, that's not true. There's plenty more people he could have dressed up as. Um, I, I, what I will say is he did dress up as Carnage, so that should have been like a telltale sign that he was turning heel because Carnage is one of the it's one of Spider Man's villains. That was foreshadowing, but you know. Um, uh, yeah. I was gonna say, yeah. I I think the thing for me is like I'm kind of surprised at how people are so bummed at like the best feud that we saw in 2018. Like it's getting ran back, and it's like, oh no, they're gonna like people are so upset that they're gonna have their fourth match in two years. I'm like, wh- wh- what? <laughs> like people people are people are complaining that they're gonna get like the fourth match in two years. Like, have you not seen any of professional wrestling in the rest of the world or WWE? Like normally. I mean, hell, I mean, just look at Corbin and 
yeah. <laughs> in Roman. Uh, Roman's been shut to that fucker for, like, for six months, and they've wrestled more than four the, times. He, um, Chop, oh, boot, go ahead. Chopper originally turned on him in May of 2017, and it's like 2020 now. So I think people just see it as like they're married to this style of main event in NXT and you know it's it's just long in the tooth I think for for a lot of people well I mean there's definitely uh the fact that like they haven't churned NXT but the thing for me is like all right if you're an NXT fan and you watch NXT do you actually want it churned so you can go watch like more of your more of your heroes die <laughs> you know what I'm like, this, like okay fine like if that's what you want, and then go of course for it. you know the, the normal problem of like all this depth in NXT. Only fourteen people wrestled on the show last night. One of them from developmental that WWE trained. So it's it's like those same things that just like keep it keeps people from engaging with it. I think on a more like 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 they know the the, the takeover brand is like so heavy and there's so much to digest from it to where. When it's just it's, it's like you know there's no like there's not a lot of I don't think there's a great entry point you know for uh, you know I th- I think a lot of the the complaints came from you know folks like uh, that don't normally watch NXT uh, right. like the folks that were that that were that were upset with Bianca not winning I'm like you should know what this is and there's right. also another side to the Bianca thing that I think Mark Henry was completely off base oh, on yelling we'll, at we'll fans get to that. we'll get to that but like I mean there's also yeah. like also in some of that group there's also like the same people that like beginning of of last year were like. What is this women's division? And it's like, oh, like, two, literally a month later, it's like the best women's division ever in North American major professional wrestling. It's like, uh, what, uh, whatever. But I, I never, I never considered the fact that like the long, they, they're t- the long story, or sorry, the long form storytelling is so quote unquote, um, length or extensive slash Anna's also relatively good that like that would be the the reason why you don't want to get into it like I find I I mean I don't know I just think I heard a lot of noise from people or whatever else and I just like I I don't know whatever and the main event is like yes it's an overindulgent main event and we talk about this all the time like it's Triple H and it's Shawn Michaels show yeah, like promotion it's gonna be overindulgent a couple weeks ago like, right. I was like this is the brand like this is 35 minute main events that's that's what yeah. this is right and like yes they if they knock it off with the nonsense at the end or whatever else then yeah like they could have finished that off and you know gotten their five stars or whatever else but like, I guess they're gonna have to settle for their four and three quarters or four and a half um yeah, I mean, I mean, do you want to move on to the next match? I just, I, I, or, yeah, well, or do you want to talk more about, or do you want to wait till the uh, the Garcano match to f- figure out more about the future with this belt? Uh, we might as well do it now. <laughs> okay, um, what do you think's before, next? Before the show, I would have said Velveteen. Not anymore. Um, <laughs> I mean, they they could fully like have Gargano chop a main event over the belt. Like it's happened before, so. Um, I don't know if you do that to Cole, who is putting a resume together that says that he's probably the greatest NXT champion of all time. Um, and I don't I don't know if you do that when you're finally taking the belt off him. Who knows if you're taking the belt off him at this point? Like, for me, a triple threat would be lame. And it's like, I think, think Chamba's a terrible babyface. So, like, I don't think he needs to be 
the guy, the baby face you're building NXT around? Um, I don't think he's a terrible baby face. I think that um, they have not built up any other good baby faces on that side. Like, John, I mean, Johnny was injured. Velveteen was injured. Ciampa was only one left. Keith Lee should have been bookmarked for the main for the top title, but they decided to put him in the mid card. Um, they could have done something with Dijak. They could have done something with Dijak, but they had to use Keith Lee to get him over as a babyface um, because he was a heel. Then from there, it's like, all right. Then you want to put Riddle. Riddle was the real answer. They decided they wanted to put Riddle in the tag team with Dunn, and Dunn could have been an answer too. I mean, well, I guess you can't really say that because of um, the Survivor Series match with with, with uh, Cole. Yeah. But, like, they were like, all right, well, this tag division's dead. Let's rebirth it after Vince fucked it for five months. So, like, I see this is a problem with me and NXT, right? If you're watching it from a, from a perspective of it's just a TV show, mm-hmm. these issues pop up, and that makes it hard to engage, as you said. Like, now that I'm thinking about it, like, uh, and I don't mean, like, the long stories. Uh, long form storytelling it's just like things get changed and you wonder like why the fuck did this sh- this 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 thing was going in a good direction why did it get changed they weren't doing nothing bad to make you just want to pull the plug on it mm-hmm. but it's more Vince directives or directives come down or force upon them that fucks up you know the show if you're not someone that is aware of what's happening like a lot of people I'm sure aren't aware that like oh yeah there was probably some directive like yeah, the uh, war, war Raiders cannot drop the belts on their way out. They have to lay them on the floor on, they mm. have to, in dishonor of of uh, in dishonor uh, Walter's ring, right? So, <laughs> like, they, you know, and then two months later, like, think about this. January 1st was, was uh, TakeOver 25 where uh, Street Profits won that, that uh, tag ladder match. June 1st. January yeah. 1st, you're on Raw. Now, yeah. now do you think that Triple H would have been like, yeah, we're going to belt these dudes, and a month later, we're going to, we're already going to be in the process of losing them. He would have picked somebody else. He would have just put it on the Forgotten Sons. Oh, God. <laughs> but my point is, like, these yeah, things I'm keep happening. The like, these things keep happening, and also, like, with the long, the long uh, form storytelling, like, the reason why uh, you mentioned, like, Chicago in 2017 is when that turn happened. Mm-hmm. Torn ACL. It gets pushed off all the way to WrestleMania 2018. They were going to have another WrestleMania 2019. is going to be the big blow up, the, fi- the, f- the final thing, the final match. Bad neck. It gets it, so it gets pushed off to another year. Like they've been, like you talk about the long form storytelling. It's like yeah, sometimes if you, you can do that and have goals in mind, and sometimes that fucks you because like people get hurt. So like. So what are we gonna they do about to, it? They need to like, like cut it from a year to like six months out, like AEW is doing it, apparently. Like, like they got to figure out what they can do to up the ante here, because I think this thing is like it's gone too far to like think about it. Every match they've ever had has been on some uncensored, no rules shit, right? right. And so either they've got a classic do, rules match, Rich. I, <laughs> I was gonna suggest that. that oh, was I mean, that was just- <laughs> so so either either they're gonna have to have a straight singles match mm-hmm. to be like who's the better man and this company ain't big enough for both of us like mm-hmm. somebody got to go like <laughs> or somebody got to retire someone got to like something like someone got to go to the loser leaves NAC figure it out because mm-hmm. at this point 
you know, I'd ask for a Hell in a Cell match, but those can't be trusted, apparently, <laughs> in this company. So I, I just like them to settle it because I would like to see those two guys wrestle other people. Kind of like I would like to see Lee and Dijak wrestle other people. Like, if you cross up some of those matches, like, I, I don't think you're getting this 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 uh, this black cloud that's, like, looming over NXT, like, oh, my God, we got to go back to Gargano and Chopper again. And I'm looking at the roster, it's like, it's so thin on that babyface side, like, because someone like Garza is going to get plucked. Uh, Cameron Grimes is, like, a guy, a great utility guy you can use for almost anything, but he's, you had to get him up and running as a babyface. Um, Kushida, no, that's not the answer. Um, Leo Rush. I mean, they just got to, I mean, there's some juice in Velveteen after, but it'll be, it's going to take until the next cycle to get there. Like, he needs a big win to get him, to propel him there. You know what I mean? Like, if he beats Roddy on Wednesday and then goes on to, you know, whatever he does at TakeOver, whatever it is, and then, like, yeah, you can get him ready by, you know, whatever midsummer pay per view, whatever, whatever Chicago ish midsummer takeover they do or even you know get to the SummerSlam um yeah takeover it's time get them, them ready it's time, it's time for them to get him ready yeah like I would say they need to start, they need to get in the process of that and they also need to like obviously you know if we were to th- look out a year from now and say what do you think is going to be like a takeover main event uh you'd be like all right well like Riddle and Dunn whenever they break up and, and Dunn turns heel on Riddle like <laughs> like that seems like that's in the bag for a year now from for a year from now but uh like so yeah like they have some things in place but like I wouldn't be going that slow with Riddle I'd be pushing the butt I'd be pushing the butt on him now Yo, I was listening to Observer this morning, and then, like, he brought up something, and he was like, Matt Riddle's 34, and then I looked up, I was like, oh, my God, when he signed in NXT, I remember he was, like, 32 in, like, 2017 yeah. or something like that, yeah. and then I'm like, the year, or 31, I'm like, whoa, the years are flying, <laughs> so yeah. it's like, will, will he have the same, you know, Everything he's got, the look, the you know, the way he comes off the fans to the mm-hmm. to the youth. Will he be an old guy uh, by the time they really want to get this shit moving with him? So yeah. I, I, I mean, that's the thing. We were talking about that, like we were talking about Riddle and Leaf. How long ago? About like they should have been got them up, been ready for you know eventual secession plan for Johnny Gargano once he was going to be done as a babyface or whatever they were going to, or they were going to move him over or whatever else. And then this TV thing happened. Like mm-hmm. clearly, these people would have been shuffled out if not for this TV them being on TV to try to siphon viewers from AEW. Mm-hmm. Like in the lifeblood of a of NXT was fed like it's always new. It's always there's never no you go up the mountain and then you come back down the mountain, you gotta go back up it. Like on rare occasion. That's why it's so weird like with Gargano now. It's we're like un, we're uncharted un- 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 waters with them. Yeah. So you're a heel again, but this time I think he's gonna be a, a heel for real. Like they're gonna try to do that with him, but it's like yeah. man. Let's get to the next match. Yeah. I think it's going to work this time, though, because, like, people actually are legitimately tired of him as opposed to, like, they turn him heel while he is number one babyface. And it made no sense at the time. (laughs) I still can't believe this shit. Well, you know, whatever. I'm not going to go through it. Okay, so next match. Rosa Waits. I'm sorry. uh, Undisputed. Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish versus uh, the the Broser Waits. Pete Dunn, Matt Riddle. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby Fish trying trying to win win the uh the the female thirty four to fifty nine uh, demo 
You know, he, he's he's grayed up. You know, this man's out there trying to look like, uh, what's his name, George Clooney, coming out with the gray on you boys. Letting y'all know, I don't want the same women as you. I have different ideas. Like, <laughs> trying, you know, you know, NAC is already, you know, catering to an older demographic. So, you know, Fish is, you know, just showing them, you know, they, them watching, that could be them in the ring. Do you want to talk about the match? <laughs> Just had to get them jokes off. But yeah, uh, awesome match. New champs. Uh, Matt Riddle, super duper star. Yeah, he has reached the, uh, he has kind of reached that same Velveteen spot. Where, like, remember when Velveteen did that, uh, that rendition of the, uh, what was it? Of the national anthem. The national anthem against Dijak, and it was horrible. Horrible, but the crowd was tr- saying along anyway because they just love him. Like that, that, how much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby could uh, could fry fish is the same thing. It's like we love this dude and he's doing something terrible, but we're still going to support him even even while he makes bad decisions. Like <laughs> the NXT Bro. crowd can be your friend at times. <laughs> Bro, yeah, um, y'all know me. I love Riddle. And I'm glad to see him actually give him gold. And Dunn's there too. So, um, you know, it's like a superpower tag team. It was about the time to get it off undisputed. They've have, had the belts forever. And it was, was really third or fourth reign. I think it was at least their third. Yeah. At least. Yeah. So, um, you know, oh, too bad they didn't have Roddy in the match. Yeah. It, they could have gotten the five stars if Roddy was in the match. They could have so. gotten the five stars. I mean, it was a great match. Like, Kyle O'Reilly is just the best. Like, he needs a solo run. I, I truly believe he needs a solo run. He's that. He's he's that. I don't know if it's like. I think he intentionally does stuff to like to pop like inside wrestling fans or not inside wrestling fans, but like hardcore wrestling fans because mm-hmm. he just does stuff that's like what. Like, like, you, like I, I see like a lot of like Daniel Bryan qualities in him. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Um, yeah, he's just awesome. Uh, yeah, moving on next. Okay, so well. I don't know. Like my my prediction was they were going to do out do Bros and Ways versus DIY, but something smoke. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so we'll see what happens. What they come up with for um for, for Steve Cutler, Wesley Blake, it's your time. Nah, nah, nah. That's not gonna happen. That can't. That can't be it. Um, we'll see. What, we'll see what happens. Like they can always bring in like a non Gallus. Uh, NXT UK tag team. They can bring in Eichner and Bartell and tear the house down. We already saw them with uh, Webster and um, pair up Leo and Swerve. Put pair up Leo and Swerve. Ooh. Well, Leo might be in, might be the cruiserweight champ. We'll see. Um, mm. Again. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, next match after that, that's uh, the women's title match: Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair. Um, I thought this was a very good match. I would not call it great necessarily. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a really good show, and it is one of the better matches that Rhea and Bianca both have ha- ever had on NXT. I thought it was all right. Um, finish kind of was flat, kind of came out of nowhere. Um, That's I true. love Bianca's. I love Bianca's entrance in her year, and um, just seeing her is always just such a sense of pride when you just see how much she's enjoying it and being herself and ain't nothing anybody can do about it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, Rhea Ripley's, of course, she's getting the, the rocket mega push. We all knew this was going into it. And 
Uh, you just try try to you know watch the match for what it is. I thought it was okay. Uh, I, I thought they could have had a better match if they were asked to. Um, yeah. It was short. It was like 13 minutes, something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, a lot of controversy about this match online. Um, I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, so... I love Bianca as much as anybody. Right. Like, Rich, uh, what? whose shirt was I wearing last night? Bianca Belair's shirt. Oh, okay. So, like, all right. So... <laughs> The thing for me that I just don't get is, like, we all watch wrestling, a lot of it. Like, we, we know that NXT is a generally well, mostly well-booked company promotion, right? Yeah. So, when a babyface, like, dethrones a, was it, a, a, uh, a almost, almost 400-day champion... Do they normally lose the belt two months later, or seven <laughs> weeks later, eight weeks later? Do they do they normally do that? Definitely not. So what the fuck is going on? Why do people think that Bianca would have had this in the bag and like this is some shocking thing? Like we knew what what, what this was. This is and this, this even before the Charlotte thing. He's even thrown into it. There was no chance in fuck they were going to have her become beat Shayna at the third four hundred day reign and like have her lose the belt in like seven weeks, eight weeks. What, that would what be sense dumb. does that make? That that would be dumb. Right. Um, but at the same time, um, we we've also had you know folks like Mark Henry trying to shout people down. Of course, this is no, black history. We, yeah, yeah, we can get to that. I just want to. Yeah, 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 yeah. So go ahead. But go ahead. Correct. Sorry. C made the proper booking decision. You don't, as James said, you don't have someone win the belt and immediately drop it unless you don't want people to believe in them. Right. Anymore. Or they're leaving and the territory like Ember. Right. Um. It, it was a, it was a, and, and I think, you know, it's a, the, how do I say this? The people that are upset about this don't know how it works, but at the same time, they, they are more they on the, they're, they're on the ball, more on the ball than they think they are right. with it. So like Mark Henry came out and there was a, he, he was, <laughs> he was vanity searching Bianca, I guess, because he wasn't added or anything else. So uh, Twitter user was like, why in the hell does Triple H push Bianca up only to fall to his blondes and whites? And then Mark Henry, stop it. Bianca will have her chance to reign. The biggest thing was how well she performed in her gear with Black his- History Moment waiting to happen. I then dunked on Mark Henry. I, I, I've talked with James and Simon and Jeremy and Sierra numerous times about my feelings on some of the things Mark Henry says. And Booker T. And Booker T. I have so much respect for these gentlemen. I try to not ever go there on the timeline with it, right? But I had to say, Mark Henry, you're wrong. This doesn't fly anymore. As I mentioned on Twitter, I wasn't even a Bianca or a bus person. But you cannot keep telling folks to chill and just wait. And how they feel isn't valid when they've seen this movie before. Right. Sasha Banks spent years making Charlotte. And yeah. Charlotte's still not made. Yeah. And, and look, and let's, let's move beyond that, right? What, what the fuck was Kofi Mania about? Why did that move so many people? 
because dot 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 motherfucker we know what this is and that played on people's expectations and emotions and that's why it was such a cathartic uh catharsis for so many people that finally had somebody that looked like them or 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 wanted like you know a fucking change uh for people that like merited or had compelling storylines to be pushed because of you know their uh what they had going for them at the time kofi was hotter in the sun and it went with it look Y'all didn't have to put Bianca in that Royal Rumble and have her throw out, what, eight people? Yep. This is your own fucking doing. Yep. She didn't have and, to do that. And then like, you, set up, you set her up to be like a knockdown, essentially, like, defense. Like, before, you know, like, like if you're someone that was room for Bianca Belair, you don't want Bianca to get that title shot until after WrestleMania. Right. That's that's where you want it. So right. it's kind it's kind of a little bit how I felt about Daniel Bryan. Oh, he's getting a shot at Royal Rumble. Oh, this is so they could get him to fuck out of the way before WrestleMania. This yep. is what this was. I knew what it was because with Daniel Bryan. Schedule. Correct. And um, there's nothing interrupting the Charlotte Rhea Ripley match, y'all. And nope. and and I hate to say it, you know, the attack that uh, Charlotte did after the match that's probably going to lead to something on TV. Um, that Charlotte will go over in, and I'll be in the discussion. Yep, and I think people have taught themselves into Bianca being at WrestleMania and triple threat. I'm here to let y'all know now: do not get married to that. Like, yep. and but 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 the thing is, like, you know, going back to Sasha Banks, people feel like they're seeing it again with yep. with Bianca, uh, and that's why it's like, damn, a lot of people are protective of Bianca, and she handles it so well. Uh, with so much class on Twitter and everything like that. So it's, uh, you know, I, I think folks, in one hand, they really don't know what they're talking about. And then the other hand, I think they do. <laughs> the thing for me is, like, Rich, we talk, we've we been talking about Bianca since, dude, since the summer 2017. Right? Mayon Classic, that Kyrie mm-hmm. match. Yeah, we, We've been talking about her since the second round of the Mayon Classic in 2017. And we were like, holy hell. This woman just had a near four star match with uh, with Kyrie Sane, who we didn't know what exactly we were dealing with. Kyrie Sane, we just heard the name and didn't know, the, but didn't know like how extensive the resume resume was. But we were like, this we had a vet versus this PCer, and she they blew the roof off, and we were like, look at look at the potential she has in the future. And then you and then then I start watching NXT in uh, the summer two thousand eighteen on a consistent basis and you see the promos and the attitude and it's like oh my god like this is like it's beyond even what i thought this could be like not only like is the potential there like no it's there right now motherfucker you can push the button every time you anytime you wanted to and you have like for the people that um you know thought that it was sasha is like no like i mean yes but even beyond Bianca's even beyond that. Like she's a flat out better athlete. She's a far better promo. Um, like it's just it's just off the charts. So it's just like you see, you know, last year around this time, we were talking about the the um, Lacey Evans call up. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And mm-hmm. like, you get to where we are now, and like, yeah, she um, she's she's a gatekeeper. Like her, her and Eo's two position, the two most over. Well, until Rhea came in and she got the rocket strap, the two most over people in that division were Eo and, and Bianca, and they were and they served as gatekeepers for the next challengers because they already got their title shots and they had lost. They both should have uh, beaten uh, uh, 
um, Shayna at the time when they got their title shots. So Shayna could have moved on, but they decided to keep her down here for reasons. So, like, I understand the frustration, um, but I, I just, I just like, I don't. For me, it's like. Just like with the Kofi thing, is like I couldn't get myself invested because I already know what this was. Like I'm gonna get mm-hmm. myself invested on Kofi Mania because I know at the end of the day, like even if like even if they do let him win, they're not gonna make him the man like that like that reaction warranted. The same mm-hmm. thing with Bianca was like I'm I know what look I just saw the schedule I I know what this is like she's just the the. I don't want to say it this way, but like she was a contender of the month. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm saying more politely because she, she she damn sure ain't no bum. Uh, but that's where I was on it, and I was like, so when I saw the like the the response afterwards, it was like, what were y'all watching, or were y'all or were y'all just not watching at all, and just like came into this and had no y'all watch wrestling, but y'all don't like you know y'all aren't wrestling nerds like we are, so y'all you know y'all expected this was like a quote unquote anybody could really win this it was like nah, yeah, um, and I feel yeah. bad for those that, that that you know are you know feelings are hurt over this, but it's like. <laughs> you ain't, you you're the one that worked yourselves in this one. Yeah, yeah, they they they. T- this ain't on Triple H, like yeah. <laughs> like like he's operating orders above him yeah. right now. There's also uh, I didn't even mention we didn't even mention that until now, but yeah, like these are you know, like this Charlotte thing being forced upon him. This is hey, <laughs> what we gonna what we gonna do it, bro? Cause I've been talking about it all in this thing, and it's like this Charlotte shit is just there's no there's it's a hindrance. No, Bro, it's it's such a hindrance. There's no reason to put her in there as a star. There's no reason to put her in there as a wrestler. Um, she came out here and was a negligible draw if, <laughs> on if Wednesday. Any, if any other woman in this company had the year that she had, um, producing outcomes that uh, against what they actually wanted for them, they'd be in a fucking pre-show battle royal, and that'd be the end of the day. Like they would have thrown Becky uh, in, in that shit had she um, had this kind of year. They would they would have thrown Sasha, any other horsewoman, any Lacey Evans. She's gonna be in that battle royal. Mandy gonna be in that battle royal. I, what other than the fact that like she's she's very talented and she's been pushed to a spot for a long time and the crowd respects her because they recognize that talent and they recognize the push at the same time. I mean, we're oh, what are we talking about other than female Randy Orton? And there's a lot worse things you can be than female Randy Orton. Like, I mean, obviously, aside from the the you know uh, going on on fucking Twitch and saying nigga or whatever else. But you get my point. Like, that's a, that's somebody that commands respect in the wrestling business. She she she's earned that. But being getting a getting a spot when there's only like historically you know two spots in the WrestleMania card for women. Look, if you want to add more spots, fine by me. I don't care, but like, I don't think this is going to be the case next year. I, yeah, I don't think it's all. going to be the case I, next year. I, 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 I don't think the men's Royal Rumble winner is ever just going to like randomly decide to challenge the NXT champion ever. <laughs> yeah, I that too. I, I, There's I don't, that too. I don't feel like that's like going to be on, on the docket. And um, it, it's like just when you think last year was convoluted, like <laughs> they, they back, they back for the, they back for the sequel, James. Yeah, <laughs> Charlotte. Yeah. And that's another. And that's another one. Like, let's not even like. Let's put the Rhea recent title change, recent title win away. Uh-huh. I know y'all casuals, you know, or those that don't watch NXT. I know y'all know that Charlotte's about to have this match. 
you know, I really feel bad for those that think like that Bianca's going to be in this three way. Like, yeah, gonna be into a three way. That's that's no. the oh yeah. Oh, it's going to be real funny. Be like, oh, so now y'all don't want to do a three way this year, huh? Oh, mm-hmm. mm. I, I can't wait to get them jokes off. Tell I could do a three way last year. Y'all, y'all said y'all just had to do it. Now y'all, nah, that makes no sense now, huh? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing. <laughs> you know, four fifty splashes can't. You know, four fifty splashes can that, that can't improve the match. No, that, that can't add to nothing. Yeah, you know, we, we we can't we can't use no type of personality in this thing. We we can't use no type of no type of seasoning on right. on this on this feud. Yeah, I thought I thought the idea was if you have two good workers, a third good worker will also help it. No. I thought, no. I thought that was I thought it was the case last year. This year no. That's too many cooks. Oh, y'all learned y'all lesson from last year. That's oh. Oh, yeah, fucking right. Yeah, so that's enough. So I feel bad for those that are going to fall for the Okie Duck on that one too. So so who's getting so like, you know, my original thing was, all right, now who's getting the shot at well, I guess we can get into it when we yeah. talk about the other women's match. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So the next match after this was, uh, or before this was, uh, Johnny Ronaldo versus Finn Balor. This match was so incredibly uh, well wrestled, especially like this is a match for me. This is a James Boyd match where it's like the reason why I cannot fully embrace Rich Lives Professional Wrestling because Rich Lives Professional Wrestling does not allow for the the actual like you know wrestling. So. <laughs> Like, I like to see motherfuckers put, be putting grapples and, and be able to work themselves out of it. And, like, I like somebody to actually, you know, somebody put somebody in a work over their a body part and then slap a hold on and make a bitch tap out. Like, I, I enjoy the, some of the storytelling aspects. I'm not saying lay on a mat or whatever else, but, like, if you had, if you just had a provision, like, like the Rich Lives Pro Wrestling, if, you, if that was a contract I had to sign, it needs to be a James Boyd provision that says, like, working holds also are added in vision and I sign it but I can't I can't fully embrace unless the submissions allowed rich but but um but, but for real, funny like, thing funny thing about this match I think this might have been Finn Balor's best NXT takeover match it is it but Johnny is. Gargano's worst mm. <laughs> well we complain a lot about like the third uh champa match and the third Cole match but Actually, I take that back. That third cold match. Well, the thing for me is like, we're gonna people can talk about this match like they're disasters, and then you'd be like, "What do you give it?" Oh, four and a half, four and a quarter. So like, it's really weird with Johnny. So like, I mean, um, I, I mean, it's amongst the lowest. It's, yeah. it's in the lowest tier for Johnny Gargano takeover matches. Yes, I blame Finn Balor. And the crazy part is like. I was looking at the cage match. Like, the cage match rating has a higher than me. Like, we both had it at four and a quarter. The cage match has it at, like, a four and a half. So, like, I mean, we were doing... A lot of that was coming down off of, you know, the fucking kaiju battle. <laughs> and then the screech fight. But And then, you know, they did a lot of wrestling to basically be their own... Um, buffer. Their own buffer. Uh, so, like, I don't know. I'll, I'll rewatch the match and see if I think more highly of it later or whatever else. But, like, I'm not I'm, I'm not rewatching no time soon. There's a lot of wrestling. Yeah, that, that, that Finn Balor limb work will put you right to sleep. What up, Caleb? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I... I, I was not happy when, when, when this match ended. Yes, you were. Uh, That's right. You were like, why the fuck did Johnny Gargano uh, lose? I was like, I, I figured he was going to lose. 
Yeah, um, and, and I think it continues from the Matt Riddle thing um, when he went over Riddle and it was like, wow, it's almost like there's a edict to where Balor actually can't lose none of these people. But um, yeah, I didn't like it. Of course, you know when he turned, it kind of made sense. If you're going to turn, you might as well you can do a clean job before that because you're right, essentially refreshed. Right, right. yeah. But uh, yeah, I didn't, I did not like it. But they changed. They, you know, whatever they fix it. Yeah, I I just figured like Finn Balor's being pushed as top star. To cr- and another thing is like I mean because you don't watch NXT that much. Like the crowd loves him. The crowd's happy that Finn's there. Um, so like for me is like the crowd's into it. He's so much better in NXT than he ever was in the main roster. Even when he was even when they got him over the first night on Raw by being Roman Reigns, like. This is like the best work of his career, in, in while being in WWE as a company, like is this is far better than even his first uh, NXT run. Like he comes out and he just beats the piss out of people. <laughs> like I mean, I mean, like he stomps a mud hole in people. Like he wrestles like super aggressive. Like I don't. I mean, I never watched him when he was in um, when he was the ace of the junior division or whatever else. Or I don't know if he was the junior ace of the junior division when he was in the um, the junior division. Um, in New Japan, but, like, this is stuff I heard about, like, he's this awesome heel, and, like, I like his character as he's almost like an assassin, in a way. Like, he, he like, game plans on people. Oh, God, I'm gonna say he's, I'm gonna make him sound like he's Jay White, but imagine if Jay White was intriguing. <laughs> like, legitimately intriguing. Like, his character is, like, he's mean and nasty, he beats the piss out of you, and he scouts you, or whatever else, and, like, he finds, like, character, like, flaws in your game, or your character, or whatever else, to exploit, or whatever else. So, like, I, and he can be particularly vicious, in a way that, like, Jay White has never been vicious. He's just a guy that, like, he, he wrestles. He, he you know what he does? Jay White wrestles like y'all complain about the way that like James Harden plays basketball. Oh my god! <laughs> like he feels like he wrestles like a tax attorney. Like he just finding like little like little loopholes to, to to stay just this much intriguing while doing the least amount as possible. Um, yeah. So anyway, back to to, to Finn Battle. Like I really enjoyed their match. I thought that like. I like the story of, you know, you took him out with the, with the shotgun drop kick or whatever else. He tries it. It doesn't work. And then, like, it escalates to he, he sends him flying off the fucking table. Like, I, I, I really enjoyed the match. Um, I, you know, if it were me, I either go shorter or I give let them go do a little bit more. But that's just my t- personal taste. Yeah. Um, I think it was a welcome change, though. Because sometimes you need the shotgun to put Johnny Gargano down. So Finn did not need the shotgun tonight. Yeah. And, like, he stood over him clearly won. And, I'm like, you know me, like, beat somebody. I Like, I'm, all, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. Of, look, you booked the match. People were anticipating it. And the crowd was into it. Beat somebody. Um, yeah. So they did that. Uh, yeah. So I, I wonder what they're going to do with Finn Balor next. Like, could he, you know, he could honestly go, be in e- – you know, go for the domestic title against Cole because he had his match. He had a great match with uh with Cole for the title, and at the end, Johnny came out and and, and distracted him. And, and then there's also he could say, you know what, I want Walter. They could do that. Um, I would never want to see that because that means like there might be something where like they make him UK champion. Like I don't want I don't want Walter to never ha- not have that belt ever. Um, not not while I'm still on this earth. But but yeah, like there's intriguing stuff. I mean, he could hell he could even be like, look, I've won every belt there is winning this in the stinking joint. 
let's try on Keith Lee. You know, Keith Lee, you still want smoke from that triple threat match that I stole the pin from you? They, I mean, there's stuff at play. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder what he's a nice like spot. There's for for flexibility standpoint, he can go anywhere. Hell, Balor versus Dream could happen. Velveteen, that could be that'd be mm-hmm. interesting as hell too. Like, you imagine like <laughs> you can well, imagine I, like I think Balor just getting the. To- Sorry, I think I think one of them needs to be elevated though. Like, and I don't want Dream losing nobody right now. And, I, and I'm just saying the pro. Well, I mean, let's say this: we don't know how long, how much longer Finn Balor has NXT. That could be his write off. If he's in a non-title match, that could be his write off at uh, WrestleMania. They could be like, look, I can imagine, I can see it right now. I can see all of the Finn Balor stuff. He just getting furious and mad as Dream just keeps like giving him all the sexual in the window. <laughs> Velveteen Dream versus Finn Balor would be interesting for more than one reason. Huh? What do you what's mean? up? What's up, Kathy Kelly? But um, yeah, I did not know that until last night, and I already forgot. But I'm I, okay. Yeah. Next match. <laughs> All right. Uh, next match. Uh oh. Uh, the street fight. Street fight. Street fight. Tegan Knox versus Dakota Kai. A rematch of a match that happened a few weeks ago that Tegan won fairly easily. Um, I thought it was a I thought it was a very good match. I give it three and a half. Um, I I like Josh Josh won Josh Smith from uh, Keeping Strong Style. Particularly love this match. I think he probably gave it four. Um, I wasn't feeling to that extent, but um, I, I, thought, I thought they worked really hard. I thought they did a lot of cool spots. I I hope that Tegan's back is okay after she took that uh, tried to do the senton thing into the um into the uh, trash can, but she ended up like landing on her back instead of like flush against the uh, trash can like she wanted to. Um, I worry about her neck after that table spot too. But um, what were your thoughts on the match? I thought this match was very awesome. Uh, I ended up going three point seven five on it. Mm-hmm. I would have gone over four stars had Tegan Knox put her away with that knee and she not like, you know, gone stupid and decided to like, no, nah, I need to inflict more punishment and then allow uh, the newly dubbed Raquel Gonzalez to come out. She puts her away there. I'm giving that four and a quarter. Yeah. Uh, I thought they beat the shit out of each other. They were aggressive. They were they were there to run it like mm-hmm. from the entrance. Like they knew what they were following. And, you know, the best way to follow one of those is with a big brawl. Both of these um, ladies showed they were tough. And that fucking German suplex on that um, trash can, psh, I don't wish that on nobody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, yeah, I, you know, I, the I am the table moment was funny. And I think <laughs> it flattened, it flattened the crowd. Like as soon as they saw Ogre run out, um, you know, so sacrificing the match quality for whatever booking they want to do. And, they, and you know, I, I, I'm not mad to see um, Raquel Gonzalez though. I've always been a fan. Okay. So I, uh, and I, the, and it plays into who I, and it plans into, plays into who I think is going to get the shot at TakeOver Tampa. Someone you can easily beat that ain't going to affect nothing. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to wonder if there actually is going to be a shot or if it, or if it's like the match or the match that happens at um, New York will, will be the number one, the next contender for the eventual Charlotte or slash Rhea 
champion leaving out of WrestleMania weekend. Um, and like, I flat out at this point, like I'm thinking like, it's going to be in like Bianca and EO for a title shot, uh, down the line. Um, I think logistically or to me in my head, it makes the most sense now at this point. Like you, you, you can't, you almost can't put a title match on there now. Um, have a champion wrestle back to back in Charlotte. Like kayfabe wise, that sounds like suicide for the the champion. Sounds like an affair, right? Right. You know. <laughs> Here you go. Um, you know, we, we, we giving Charlotte extra privileges. Yeah, that ain't never happened before. <laughs> okay, so um, it's a flat out just a out of left field Deus X mocking a finish. Like that's just like it's all the finishes that we hate. Like at least the Johnny thing makes some sense of like okay, they have all this history. They literally. Tease the Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole stuff leading into Johnny showing up. But to have a motherfucker that has nothing to do with anything, a motherfucker, like this was flared up like The Butcher, The Blade, (laughs) Raquel Gonzalez. Like that's that's exactly what this was. Like, who the fuck are you? What do you have to do with anything? We didn't know what. It was it was just basically like screwball finish to get out of beating the person that we that we didn't want to beat because we, we booked this match when we shouldn't have booked this match. Uh or a second match anyway. So yeah, I'm I, I I'm definitely upset like the people that um that, that like were just what the fuck with this finish, like I get it. I hundred percent get it. Yeah, you're, you're that, like, you, like, you can like, hear it, you can hear the I feel like you can hear the groans in the crowd yeah. like oh, right. like <laughs> it's like this like thanks. This NFC takeover, you put this main roster ass finish on our on our card. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I definitely get it, but I I thought they did a lot of good work up until that that long great game. work. They, they they were fucking awesome actually. Like I, I that was like the best performance I've seen out of either of them. Yeah, that's the match. I um I have a you know honestly like I probably have aside from the opener. Like uh, on my, I have a recommended list match of like three and a half matches that I've seen are three and a half stars or better. That's funny. I like, got one that's like four or four and a quarter or better. <laughs> Something yeah, like so that. for me, I have. Well, I'm I have it just for like, um, when we do next year's or or this coming year's 2020, you know, and all the promotions, like I'll put it to three and a half, whatever. I'll just make sure I have enough matches to be like, all right, because you're like. I don't love like the AEW like uh basically uh sugar rush um tag matches in the way that you do. So like a lot of those matches like you I think you would give like four and a quarter, I'm like, oh it's three and a half, three and three quarters. Like I don't I don't love those matches that same way you do. So like I gotta make sure that l- <laughs> lower my own threshold to make sure that I have enough matches or whatever else. Cause like I I you know, we'll see what happens with uh, AEW in the future with like their pay per views. Um, like the pay per view is gonna probably supply most of these in their main event singles cards things on Dynamite are gonna provide most. Of it. Anyway, we're too much in the reese, but um, yeah, I uh, this aside from the opening match, like every other match on this card, uh, I have like I have my rating and I'm like rewatch because like I I think that like when I watch it by myself, like my I thoughts on these things would like fluctuate a star a star or a half a star. Um, a quarter star to a half star, uh, up or down, depending on when I rewatch it. Like I'll probably like like the uh, the two women's matches probably more. Damn um, boy, liking the women's matches more. I think I'm gonna like. I think I'm gonna like the <laughs> Johnny Gargano match more too. Um, I'm probably gonna like you know like looking back again. I'm probably gonna end up liking um 
I think I think I rated these matches low compared to other people what I saw like what they liked. So I'm gonna take that into account and be like, maybe I'll just off and just not like. And also another thing is like, you know, I like enjoy watching like wrestling matches like when I'm not at a party, at a watch party because I'm too busy like trying to talk to patience to match. But whatever. Um. So opening main match. Event. You said the main event. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, shit. That was my main event. Um, opening match. North American title match. Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic. This thing was fucking incredible. Uh, I think I have, I think I have four five star matches this year. This is one of them. I I love this match. Um, I want to be. I, I want I want a, a copy of this match buried in my co- or put in my coffin when I get buried. <laughs> I love this match. Uh, there's just something. This is something just so easy in like. Almost like primal about like you get two big people in the, two horses, if you will, and you put them in the ring together and they just clobber the fuck out of each other. And then once you add like uh, the flips and the dives and you know the the swanton, the springboard swanton between two ta- announce tables on a, onto a, a seated uh, athlete, yeah, it's just like yo, hurt. this is incredible. This is unbelievable, dude. This this motherfucker did a. He did the, the, the Tyler Bate, or sorry, Dijak did the Tyler Bate uh, corkscrew deal, bro. Like, what? He's 270 pounds. They did a, they did a, a, they did a, a top row Spanish fly. Both of them. Yeah. Who else wrestles like this? <laughs> Usually they um, wrestle for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight um, Championship, but um, they gave me what I wanted for large portions of this match, was, which was where it felt like they were fighting yes. at some point. And that's what I said, like, maybe a week or two ago. I was like, I'm really not interested in, like, you know, who can do more flips than the other person, which is strange coming from me. But I, I'm like, this is like their how many matches that they've done that so i was like can they just add a little bit of a twist and motherfucker they did so (laughs) yeah i saw it okay um and you know i'm hearing that that pwg match they had is still the one and i've seen a youtube clip of it for four minutes and it's like it feels like it's never gonna end (laughs) just seeing that youtube clip is like just every single spot like if you like this match i i would probably encourage you to watch the pwg match the full one um yeah i I had this one 4.75 because i went you know i was like well did i like it more than dragon lee hiromu takahashi i was like i thought it was about the same so that's why i went with it so um yeah but this is a a fuck of a hell of a match someone finally fucking won the feud um you know after you know they repossess it from roger strong um so yeah, I, Dijak came out with the Kobe Bryant said he was dedicating the match to Kobe. Uh, this that, that always you know will will give me a smile. So uh, you know, looked like the Kobe system to me. So yeah. So okay. So Lee Lee won this feud if I remember correctly, two to one to two. Like there was a no contest. There was a double count out. Lee won two. Dijak won uh, the second match. I I love this feud. Like it turned into it. Look, it didn't turn into an official feud until the very last match. But 
<laughs> I love this feud. Uh, yeah, man. Like, I, I, I can't speak highly enough of this match. Like, I don't think I can tell you this right now. There are, th- there are four matches already that are like when we do the favorite ten matches of the year worldwide. There are four matches that are already on this list. There is the Obushi Okada. There is the Hiromu and Osprey. There is Takumi Aroha and Mayu Watani, and there is Dijak and Lee. <laughs> those, those four are already in stone. And like, it, if one of these matches gets cut from this year, this will have been like my most uh, enjoyable time of as a wrestling fan, a wrestling year ever, because. And it, I can I can't think of any other time like any of these other any of those four matches would be like oh yeah that's gonna get bucked for something I I just couldn't imagine it and bro we're still months away from G one and yeah, like, I was gonna say G one coming like, I was that's all a lot of people was like you know we're already get, getting the show I'm like look man we got pumped the brace on just declaring stuff that early it's like there's so much stuff still coming so it's like just ride just ride the wave like, like dude, dude there's New Japan Cup. There's best super juniors. There's uh, <laughs> there's G one. There's the there's the Grand Prix. Like we're going to get a bunch of matches left, and I'm still like, yo, I don't know how this this these uh, four matches get bumped, but we'll see at the end of the year. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, I think I think we kind of discussed it. Okay, so who do you? Now we haven't, but uh, who do you think Lee like next challenger for Lee is? Cameron Grimes, maybe. Uh, I don't know if they'll ever like aesthetically get him up to snuff to really like be able to step in there. Do you know who died over Challenger? I'm sorry, never mind. It was uh, Gargano. My bad. Uh, uh, say, so you said Grimes, huh? Um, could be. I think the thing. I, I'm pretty sure that Grimes took the pin in the four way that Lee won to get the title shot against. Uh, strong to begin with, but I mean, obviously things change. You got two months of rehab, whatever else. But um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, of like more... he'd be my pick because he's a heel. Okay. okay, there's no other heels. Mm-hmm. There's got to be some other heels. Um, I mean, I mean unless they, could... they can pull someone out the fucking factory, I don't know. They can pull out <laughs> Priest. Yeah, they could, but I'd rather Cameron Grimes. Um, Kyle O'Reilly because he'll be a single, and like you can get him away from Bobby Fish for once on the takeover. Um, was well, right. He could defend that shit against Roddy. Like Roddy but, gets Roddy like some. Uh, I don't know because that yeah, means like doesn't like mean he kind of has to beat. Uh, he kind of has to beat Velveteen to build towards that, build back yeah, towards that again. No, 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 no. Sorry, Roddy. I love you, but nah, you need to do this job, sir. Um. I mean, the answer would be if they weren't in a tag team like Riddle or or Dunn, but they're in a tag team now. Yeah, mm. we'll figure it out. It'll be somebody good. Mm-hmm. Whoever uh, they could, they could debut Austin Theory. Yuck. Uh, well, he he well he had a couple matches uh, in the last year. Like he had a match with Roddy that was awesome. Um, they could have. They got a swerve, challenge him. Ooh, that'd be good. Yeah, swerve. Put write it down right now. Swerve. Yeah, Tino. Tino back. Tino nah. Sabatelli. Nah, nah, nah. You know, start it's, getting some of these develop these developmentals in there. Hey. Uh, 
these dead ringers also need develop, development too, apparently. So, like, you know, like, it's developmental. It's not, look, it's not developmental. It's a third brand. Don't put that developmental show on my third brand TV show, sir. No, thank you. Or like, there's only you, room for you know so you many. Do. You know what you could do if you want to turn them? You could turn uh, Bronson Reed and, and do another uh, big man uh, flip off or whatever. Yeah, you could. I mean, there's there's options. I think I think they need to put him in there with like a normal sized person, um, because like he's not be wrestling other giga- gigantic people in WWE. One if he, if if and when he does go to the main roster, like so, you may as well get him. You know, quote unquote, if you know, it's developmental. Develop Keith Lee already, um, and I think like you know, there's those matches are special. Uh, to a, a, a you know a um a NXT fan base, so like you don't want to keep going after the same thing over and over and over. Keep having like monster matches. Like you want to kind of keep that novelty special. I, I imagine that's what I would do after I've done five of them already. <laughs> um, yeah. I do, I do Grimes or Swerve. Okay. Yeah, I think Swerve. That would be awesome. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah. I mean, at this point. Great show. Um, it's going to be a bit show in the year candidate, uh, unless like AEW and NXT like come to WrestleMania weekend in the future, and they just go over the top from what we <laughs> from even from last year's standard. Uh, but yeah, and, and you know, New Japan decides like, yeah, let's just let's just you know, <laughs> let's just let's just box everybody out real quick. You know, Russell Dynasty or whatever. We're gonna, we'll make De- Russell Dynasty like this. <laughs> Like we're gonna stick to the promise of it being equivalent or better than uh, Russell Kingdom, and like unlike WWE, they'll actually hold true to, to that yep. promise. Yep. Uh, so, so outside of that, like you know, I mean, there's a possibility this, this doesn't make the top, doesn't ends up as a not top five show, but I don't think so. Uh, but yeah, uh, let's move on to NXAW Dynamite uh, from last week, and we can do that show was fucking awesome, like top to bottom. There was not one bad segment on that show. This I, this is my favorite AEW Dynamite episode. Like, and I think at worst it's the third best episode. Yeah, I I don't know if I could go as far as saying like this is definitively my favorite one because I know I like that. I think it was like the third episode a whole lot, maybe mm-hmm. the second one. Um, and I've like pretty much every show they've done. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you the I. And I think Floyd uh, said it best on All Things Elite. What they did is cut out the stuff that people were complaining about. Um, like Nightmare Club was gone. Right. Limited use of Dark Order. Right. Vignettes. Uh, promo the, stuff. The women, the women's segment, even though there was still, or the women's spot like, felt important as opposed to a time fill. Yeah. Um, the title change. Yeah. Uh, another title match that was really, really good. And a good main event with like them breaking out like a new like wrinkle into what AW can do with like freelancers or whatever they can come in and shit. So that's just like, Oh man, that's, that can go on in this promotion. So it's almost like they opened up another door <laughs> and I hate to use the terminology, but it's like, they opened up like, Oh yeah, we can also do this too. And it was funny. Meltzer had mentioned that AW has a working relationship with MLW. So, that got my mind to, to thinking. Who did MLW just recently uh, announce a partnership with? Dragon Gate. 
Ooh. So it's like, is this all like connected across the map now? It's like you got Triple A, uh, AW, MLW, Dragon Gate. Just let's mix it all together, together like some gumbo. Let's 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 get that uh, going <laughs> here. So, uh, but yeah, I I loved the uh, episode last week. Fresh off, you know, Cody taking the ten lashes. Yeah, like um, I mean, just like the tag match opener of the SC, the SCU um, rematch title rematch. I thought it was a really really good uh, match. Um, which match do you think was better? Like the the first match or the rematch? I think the first match was better. Okay. Okay. I, I, I mean, I think I don't I don't know. They, they I, I think they're kind of like on the same level. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Um, yeah, I just. Like I like their match, but like I don't know if like, is maybe I'm mistaken on this, but like is Kazarian known to be like a smooth worker, or is he kind of like he's he's touch and go? Um, I don't know. Like I haven't watched a ton of Kazarian. I saw him when he was younger. Like I saw like a he used to be like really athletic, and I think he's still fairly athletic for right. his age yeah. now. And um, I don't know. I think he's just a tag team wrestler at this point. <laughs> yeah, like there were like. In these tag matches with uh, Paige and Omega, like it seems like he's like slight, like a hair off, and like I guess it's because the work is so good that like the fact that he's not like perfect, it kind of makes it stand out to me. I don't know, um, but yeah, their, their matches are really good always. Uh, I do like the the part where like he gets pinned and like he's by the rope and he grabs the rope at three point mm-hmm. one. It's yeah, like, it, yeah, it felt like it was just like a second, a second late, and this reached a desperation. Like I was, um, of just like, yeah, you got beat, but like you still had the heart to fight. It's just you just you you just hadn't have enough fire to, to even reach out. You were just, you know, everything you had was just out of you, and you you know you couldn't answer the bell at you know at the last second or by a split second. Um, yeah, so. I'm trying to think what was what else is that? I mean you have I mean there's so the much Man and Kenny team, look that hey man and Kenny team they racket they adding up all these four star matches to begin the year. Don't think I ain't taking note. I wouldn't go as far as calling those four star matches, but I mean I got them on rewatch and I'll check. Uh let's see. Um mm, So after that they had the uh, interview with Santana. This was fucking oh, that's awesome. Right. That's right. Uh, yeah, so to sit down with Jim Ross. He had a parent die. Uh, I think it was like New Year's, and that's why they weren't on that New Year's show. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know, he starts cutting this this emotional promo, and he's like back to back. And this is fresh off that that promo that he kind of like snuck on the scene with uh, the week before. And it's like, well, can yeah. you do it again? And it they put him, in, yeah, and they put him in the environment with Jim Ross. Is like this is like you. We put you in this seat because we know you can fucking deliver, and that's what he did. So. Better yet, it's like it's also as a you know nostalgic '90s wrestling fan is like this Jim Ross doing a sit down interview with people is what got people over to be huge stars in the '90s. I am the fucking game that I am the game promo is what helped propel Triple H. The the three phases of Foley was what per- helped propel uh, Foley, and that's the reason why like I used to I, I used to sit here and be like, how come y'all aren't doing this shit anymore? Like mm-hmm. and even when he even when he resigned in 2017 or whatever else it was like obviously it was to keep him off the table from doing more New Japan stuff but it was like make use of this you have this history of him helping get people over 
do it again, motherfucker. Like, the, you know, like, you know, they don't, they're not in the star making business anymore. They're in this, in the, in the keep away business. Um, but yeah, I, uh, the warehousing business, that's actually yeah. the storage yeah. business. Yeah. <laughs> they storing boys. Running up the numbers. Uh, you know, they had to get JD Drake off the Indies. Just, you know, can you imagine? Just had to take think, him. Th- think know. about, let's think about five years ago. Do you, can you, uh, can you even imagine that JD Drake would have been signed five years ago? Hell no. Exactly. Hell no. no. We already got one Kevin Owens, goddammit. <laughs> Unbelievable. But uh but yeah, like it was a great promo. And like there's future there's break competition in that dude, like because clearly yes. he's already a great wrestler in um or very good wrestler. I don't know about it how well he does a single stuff, but like he's clearly an incredible tag performer and he's already demonstrated himself to be a very good wrestler at the at the at the least. So Bro, his it, promo it, ability, you know, like there ain't too many Santanas in professional wrestling business. Like he's going to like, he should get a shot and he should be able to go out there and like bring, bring what he can bring to the table that other people can't bring to the table. And it almost looks, makes you uh, give another look at the inner circle. Like how talented is this group? Like, right. you no, know, you got Jericho there. You got mm-hmm. Sammy Guevara there. Mm-hmm. You got this, you know, wild personality and Ortiz. And then like this kind of cool, talker that you know that gets like fired up that can you know do his thing in santana and then Hayer's breaking out with a new character we'll see what he brings to the table but i mean we already kind of know uh mm-hmm. what he's done and he's been awesome in his role so right. it's like you look at inner circle and you're like wow this is a really talented group and there's more than one person that can talk there's more than one person that can wrestle and it's just like well Y'all gonna have to take the memes down, like that. That was saying, you know, talking all the noise about the inner circle and all this shit. Like, what, wait, I don't remember that. What was that? Oh, man. P- people was uploading, um, like comparing them to Undisputed Era and basically trying to bury the inner circle with, uh, saying, you know, which one would you rather have? Da da da. da. And I'm like, all right, just 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 let it let it ride, man. Just just let it ride. But, I mean, look. The top three of Undisputed is, is incredible, but, like, I'm not, like, I don't, they're not, like, the holy, they're not, like, some untouchable force either, right? Like, those are, like, I'm not, they're not the greatest faction ever either, so it's not like, you know, so I don't, I didn't, I didn't realize people were doing that, but that's, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, is, is it more, is it more, is it more, uh, stand awards between WWE and, and AEW? Yeah. I'm I'm really sick of having to cover that. I mean, obviously that's what, because we cover both. Like we're never really gonna have to deal with that to an extent. But like between hearing them, pe- hearing some of those like the main roster people in the in the AEW stands like micro uh, criticize uh, takeover last night, and then like people are you know doing these comparisons between Inner Circle and and I I had, I had no idea about. It's like this is gonna. I mean, it's already exhausting, but like. We got to figure out a way to how to like just for our mental health, like <laughs> avoid some of this poison as we go into the you know the weeks and months and years right, covering both these shows. Hopefully, it'll die down. That's what I hope. I doubt it. Um, yeah, it, man, this thing. You know, the, the the more like people start showing up and uh, more more free agents that come off the the uh, board for each side, and um, yeah, it's. It's gonna be real interesting. It's, it's gonna be real interesting. Um, like you do great wrestling, we do great wrestling. Ours is better. Okay, whatever. Like, <laughs> who gives a shit? Um, 
Yeah, so, so they did a they did a video with Darby Allen. No, they yes. said Darby Allen can't talk. So still from the larynx injury, and he holds up the cue cards, and we get a Rich Ladder Young nigga match uh, between Darby <laughs> Allen and uh, Sammy Guevara. Very excited for this. Uh, I think they need like a another strong uh, work rate match on this uh, show. Probably need a couple more too. But I, I, uh, I, do we know? Do we know yet what the steps for this match is? No. Okay. Like I don't know what the step is, but like it needs to, it needs to be ex- explained. Like someone, this will not go to a twenty minute draw or thirty minute draw. Someone will win. Someone must win this match via a pinfall or a submission. No shenanigans. Don't bring your ass down to the ring, uh, inner circle or uh, or um, I'm not. Oh my god, I'm gonna say MJF or. Swagger, Hager. Hager, stay your ass away. Wrestle. <laughs> Let the young dudes wrestle. Yeah. So, hope, hoping that's going to be great. Um, Sammy G and Dustin had a match. Um, not really much of a match except uh, Dustin hit his Canadian destroyer and uh, got his win back on Sammy from earlier in the month. But news was he ended up challenging Jake Hager for um, uh, Revolution. And you think about it. They've been building this matchup up for a long time, and he broke this man's arm. Yep. This is before the uh, full gear show. This is like going yep. the first couple of weeks of AEW, so it's like all this build. People fucking go nuts at the thought of thought of this match. What, and wasn't that the episode, the same episode as the uh, Shivani and Cody in the limousine? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, that was the same as the contract signing. Like he okay. had to come. That's yeah. right. That's right. So the crowd fucking loses it, and they're in uh, Dustin's hometown of Austin, Texas. And, um, yeah, they they got people cranked for Jake Hager versus Dustin Rose. This is a masterfully booked com- company. Be careful what you wish for. You just might get it. I saw the crowd was hot for it, but, like, I, I mean, a lot of that was because of, like, you had hometown uh, hero winning. He had whole entire hero call a dude out like like it was on some UFC shit after a win. Like who you want next? I want this motherfucker. Like it, <laughs> it was it was just simple was wrestling. Perfect, like look, storm. Yes, it's like, and he cut a great promo. It's like look, you're a failure. When you hey Jericho's bitch. He's like, no, I'm talking not you, the other one. Like yeah, it, it was just it was just like okay, there you go. It's like it, I think the thing why I love this this show so much was the fact it's like. All these promos were hidden, and like you don't get that in on a, these days. Where like, or actually ever, like where every promo is hidden. Like that's not that's not some normal occurrence. Even if it was the you know the Crockett, that wasn't that wasn't like some common thing. Like you know you hear all the talk about uh, NWA now on uh, Tuesdays. I ain't watching no fucking NWA. I'm sorry. Like I'm just not. <laughs> but. Uh, like to see like prom- killer promos all through up and down the show is like that shit was like see like all y'all talk I about just, is like this is this show gonna, gonna be- stand out? Remember when we thought? Remember when people were like, "Is, is this gonna be a work rate show with statistics?" Is that remember that? Yes. Turns yeah. out, turns out by watching NXT and watching AEW is like all you got to do is just like tweak a few more things and this could be the main roster like i think about it all the time i don't know if you do but i think all the times like you tweak a few things here and there look uh five times less fuck finishes people getting beaten uh uh when people getting beaten instead of like come up with excuse for why not to beat people real matter mattering programs that begin 
begin, uh, have something compelling, and then end or transition. Correct alignments. Right. For a lot of people. Yeah, not trying to force feed stuff. It's very, you know, and like people actually like using their own using their own words to get over whatever bullet points you need them to get over because they're adults that can speak. Like, and, and are, you know, and work and practice on their craft and like have stuff planned out ahead of time so they can practice and rehearse or whatever they need to do. All of this, like, I watch I watch these Wednesday shows. I'm just like, this is like the stuff that like we all loved, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I watched it for years. And it's like, from 2017 on, it's like that's not what this is anymore. Yeah. Like except for and like when it does, when we do get that, it's like that was on accident, <laughs> right? <laughs> or, like they or, Gito, they, or Gito or Gito was booking it. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. I've, I've been American wrestling, but yeah, yeah, yeah. like so. It's like I love, like I just love this show so much. We ain't halfway done when I'm just like gushing yeah. about all of this show. Up uh, next, more more great promos. Uh, Britt Baker comes yes. to the stage. Yes. Oh my god, this has been for more than a year so far, right? I, I was here on this show saying Britt Baker is actually good, y'all. And, you know, well, her first promo on the boat was rough. Then the second one was good, and this one was like, <laughs> this like, is promo of the year so far, right? I was willing to fight over the last one. Like, <laughs> no, but this is promo of the year so far, right? I mean, I don't think anyone's got a reaction like this. I mean, last time someone got a reaction from a promo that I remember like this was like during the uh, the Elias thing with Kevin Owens when they uh, when they talked about Seattle leaving uh, or the Seahawks or not Seahawks, the uh, Suns leaving Seattle. Yeah, that, that was that unforgivable shit. Right, that was 2018, right? That was a while ago. Yeah, like this. That, this was a killer promo, killer. And she was killing it before she even got to that line. Yeah, she um, she said uh, basically she hugged, she get she walked out there, gave him a the hug or whatever, yes, and wrapped her arms around him. Yeah, yes. <laughs> like um, she asked uh, how she could justify what she did. She said it was a stupid question, and she said, as a dentist, she was only doing her duty for the public because you know that tooth was in decay and it was yes. coming out anyway. It said because she's uh, not from this country, we don't know about her insurance. <laughs> and I was like, yo, this xenophobic dentist, Jesus Christ. She said she did her a favor and she did it for free. And she said, uh, but it's Tony, you have health insurance, Mister Starbucks. <laughs> And every week, what looking dead in the camera, Shafani, and mouthing, what the fuck? Like, yes, yes. <laughs> um, she said, you know, Nyla and Rio is gonna be awesome, but you know, they still number two compared to her. Uh, she told the fans, you know, who are start starting to boo and like shut their chubby water burger faces, and then the crowd fucking like explodes, and then she just buries them even more, and then she throws up the horns and turns them bitches upside yeah. down. They the are furious. Yeah. With the boomer, furious. So, have you ever had Whataburger? No. Okay, there used to be Whataburgers down here, and then like I don't know what happened, but they used to be like back when we were in high school that that around that time, like they used to have them, and they got rid of them or whatever. I was hurt when uh, when I went to one, and it was yeah. like, oh, it don't exist no more. Fuck. Anyway, like it's good. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's like the greatest thing in the world, but like it's good. Just like if you ever had like In and Out for the first time or Shake Check, it's like, oh, it's oh, good, yeah. and it's a local yeah. one, and I see why people champion their their own deal or whatever else. Yeah. You know, Chick Fil A in um in in Georgia or whatever else too. Uh, yeah. so yeah, I, I I get it. Um, so I understand why you're like oh you you know you talk you talk about you know what the shit that represents us. <laughs> so I, I can't see I can't wait to see it do next week. It's gonna be really good. 
Um, Hopefully, like, I don't know if they should do it again, but, like, this should be a consistent thing for her, like, almost every other week or every three weeks. At least every two weeks. Like, her coming out there with somebody, like, just let Britt Baker just... This dude, she's good at right now. This could be the new J. Yes, like this. This could be like the new Oakland and the new Oakland and Buff. Oh my! <laughs> That's a way better. That's a way better. Yeah, I, I'm glad. I'm glad uh, Britt Baker is getting uh, basically to give back to a lot of people that uh, was getting on her, just just yeah. really mean to her in the beginning. Like yeah. she's yeah. not that experienced. She was trying her best. You know, matches weren't. You know, they weren't up to, you know, world-class quality. But, I mean, you know, if you're inexperienced, I, I can't really get that mad at you. But um, she she found a way. So, yeah. so, so and whoever, you know, was like, yo, we're going to turn this around. Yeah. Uh, and we and we know what's inside you. Uh, we, we told you on the show there's something there with her. And we feeling kind of vindicated right now, but I'll, I'll slow it down because she's still got to prove it in the ring, right. you know, with this side, you know, whatever, but she's she off. Battle down, though. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. Um, um, so one thing I want, I, 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 I want to know if you, if you notice this as well, do you notice like, uh, like the, uh, I wouldn't say the fervent, but do you notice like the, uh, the, the way that we found out, who did what for her promo in comparison to the fact that like we don't know who did what for anybody else's promo? I did. I do did know. Don't that. you think that's kind of weird? Why do you care so much? Yeah, I, I heard there was like Cody might have contributed a line. Like he Tony Khan came up with like apparently a came up with Whataburger line, and then like everything else was bullet points from Tony Khan. Yeah, but deliver. But like obviously she put in her own words and her own delivery. Obviously, you had to go out there in front of hey. you know almost a million people watching her to do it. Yeah. Brit's a role model, <clears throat> right? So, like, so my question for you, right? So, because we know all of that, does that mean that we have to disqualify her? Is it okay that, like, you know, everybody else that we ever nominated for promo of the year in WWE, like, gets every fucking word told to them and they and they're repeating is perfectly fine? So, why do we give a shit about? Uh, and we never find out who said that. Who who told Daniel Bryan to say that line? Who told Samoa Joe to say that line? Who told Kevin Owens to say that line? We don't give a fuck. But apparently, when it's when it's her, we. Key keyword on we online the word her. We we need to know who said who the promo. Who gives a shit? Solid point. It's, it's to me it's like so weird, so weird. The real controversy with Britt Baker is Britt Baker being a role model uh, this <laughs> oh, week, God, and, this. And, it, and it just making oh, people furious and her leaning into it. Oh, it was it was joyous to watch. Didn't she do the? Didn't she uh, post a picture of Jericho when Jericho was doing the role model thing? Yes. In the 90s and, yeah. Yes. Yes. Just fucking glorious. <laughs> Loved it. Piss those fuckers off. Yes. You know, like, look, man. Look, man. I done seen this Bailey Hill run on these pay-per-views. It ain't over. So, I don't know why they riding this hard like this. But, you know, it's 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 that stand war, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I first thought of it was like, Oh, like I kind of swore Bailey was doing anything, but like it's not the same thing. It's just the same words for what the name of it is. So it's like, nah. It's like well, Bailey you know, says she's a role model because she shows up to work and works really hard. Like, so like I can see slight or whatever else, and she talks about the disrespect she she incurs from the fans. 
Meanwhile, like Brit is like a dentist. She yeah, she's leading into the dentist thing by saying like I work look, I'm better than you because I work two jobs and I have three degrees. Yeah. I, I mean like the heat is they're trying to get the same heat, but I think they're going about it in enough ways that are different to where it's like it's not the same thing. And plus, like, you had a million of these characters and no one gives a shit until now. Yeah. 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 Because, y'all, you know, you know, but anyway, um, I, I've been so disconnected from WWE when you told me about the role model. thing. I was like, who's doing a role model gimmick? Like, what right. I had to tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, look, man, I'll be honest with you, like everything I ever hear about the main roster these days. It's never anything about SmackDown. Unless it's like, dude, look what they got. Look what they have Daniel Bryan's. Like, look what they've lowered Daniel Bryan to doing this week. Look what they've lowered Roman Reigns to doing this week. That's the only thing I ever hear on SmackDown. It's like, look. Or like, look, look, they're not doing anything with Sasha. Is, is she hurt? Like, there's no, there, like, Nobody knows. you know. Or, and then you hear about Mandy Notice. Like, that's it. It's like, poor, poor, look. So it's like, poor, poor horse, poor two horsewomen, poor Roman. <laughs> Poor Daniel Bryan. Look at oh, look at Manny and Otis. That's it. That's all I ever hear. Fire Bruce Pritchard. Oh man. Fire Vince. Not look. Now you own some. Yeah. Get, look. Fuck up out of here. We can have look. We can. <laughs> we can have it all. Yes. We can have it all on some. Yes. On some. You never seen this show, but like on some full thirty rock. Uh, with um, with Donahue talking to Liz Lemon, we can have it all, Rich. We can wow. have it all. <laughs> so, look, work life and home life, we can have it all. We we can have Mondays, two Wednesday shows, Fridays, New Japan, Stardom. We can have it all, but there's just one motherfucker in the way. <laughs> 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 oh man! Let's talk right, about so. the AEW Women's Title match. So Rio uh, came in, not a classic, uh, great match. Flat Nyla out Rose, match. yeah, uh, new champion Nyla Rose. Uh, Rio dropping the title after a uh, I don't know how many days it was, but uh, she's it's been like the champ since October. Yep, our our, our first uh, uh, AEW champ uh, Women's Champion is in the books. Uh, you know, a lot Great of people. Run. Yeah, um, a lot of people like, you know, between Riho and Nyla Rose, these are two of the more targeted people in AEW for whatever reason. Uh, one of them a lot easier to figure out than the other. Are like, but, all the women in AEW like all targeted except for like Akaro Shida and Statlander? I feel like everybody else is just like, everybody has something to say yeah. about every single one of them. And I mean, obviously some of it is like, well, underdeveloped character or whatever else, but like I saw, it goes beyond that for a lot of them. Yeah, it's like some, you know. <laughs> but um, Nyla gets to win here. Uh, I would say easily a four star match. Um, okay, being... I gotta stop you. I gotta stop you. I gotta stop you. So on, I'm, I have Raw up because there's supposed. I heard there was some match that was being advertised that's coming up, so I, I have it on. Anyway, they just show Natty coming out because she's got to do a program with uh with Oscar, and apparently last week. Oscar back kicked Natty on the in the jaw when she was on all fours, and on Instagram they showed Natty with a fake black eye. After they showed us the replay of Oscar backing her in the jaw, Rich. 
unbelievable. They showed it clear as day that she back kicked her in slow motion in the jaw. They, if they are willing to lie to you about something like that, <laughs> they will lie to you about anything. Anything. I don't think it's a program that's just they're going to be in the Elimination Chamber match together. Right, so. right. I, I, okay, you're right. You're right. But, you know, they, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. But I'm just like, what? Oh, yeah, and Kyrie can't be in the Elimination Chamber because we got to find room for Sarah Logan or Liv Morgan. Yeah. Um, free Kyrie saying. Um, so <laughs> uh, maybe now Rose needs some new challengers. So, <laughs> but um, yeah. So, like, uh, look, if you if you like that match uh, on Wednesday between uh, Nala Rose and Riho, you know who would have a better match with Nala Rose? Kyrie fucking sane. Ten times out of ten. So yeah, like th- that would intrigue me very much. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, so uh, Nala Rose, how do you feel about Nala Rose getting to win here? Um, I, it's cool. I wish that more of her wins on the, on the road back to this title shot were, were shown on TV. Um, like, you know, it's one thing to, to have, you know, one of these on dark or whatever else, but like, it felt to me kind of like, I don't remember her winning any of these matches. Obviously I don't watch dark, but like they should have along the way have put her in positions to show her getting impressed win. like, I think, uh, like I don't know why they didn't was one of those Shanna table matches on um on the show on Dynamite and I just for, just remember it was, on, it was on Dark. Yeah, they probably that should have been a match you probably should have put on so you can remind you oh yeah like you know um she's on the comeback trail. I mean, and we talked about this after she was doing a bunch of jobs for Riho and you know different variations of matches. It was like eventually she's gonna have the the you know the the one where like the monsters like you know gets off her ass and like decides to like have the Shaq 2000 season and say I'm enough like being nice enough like resting on my laurels I'm just going to like haul a pain this shit mm-hmm. and like that that was what this was um I don't think they uh broadcasted that well enough but I mean by the time we got that match that match that match did enough broadcasting on its own for you to know yeah. what it is now like this new improved Nala Rose is more aggressive um and like I thought you know for as many times as they've uh wrestled they never had a bad match they never had every match I thought they had was very good this is just their best match not this is the first match I would, I would flat out call great so I'm happy yeah. for both of them because like they got a lot of shit um especially Nyla and like you know, now that she's in there and, and she can like, I want to see what she can do when she's not like just telling the the basic you know David Goliath story and like can wrestle more women that are a little bit bigger. It can bring more to the table as far as a uh, respectability or like less of a suspension of disbelief. So like, I really want to see her versus Sheeta. I really want to see her versus Statlander. What, what you mean? You ain't buy a Riho with the Snapdragon, bro? Uh, <laughs> I okay. So it popped me. Like popped. Yes. It popped me. But at the same time, it popped me. I was like, it popped me because of how preposterous it was. It wasn't because it's was like, oh, this is like, there is something to be said of if she had like, you know, Hogan Andre and then like, you know, tried to go for it once or twice, never got in the mission game around to it. That would that would have felt more earned and would have like emotionally like popped the crowd even more. But I enjoyed it either way. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so Nala Rose is getting uh, a lot of bullshit from around the uh, internet, and including one Val Venus. Uh, um, yeah, and she's taking it uh, in stride. And, you know, I look forward to seeing what she um, is going on. It is kind of concerning that they swap the belt right here, and then they only have 
I don't know what they're right. going to do for the pay-per-view. Right. So it's maybe like, a rematch gotta, and she just yeah. wins flat out. Maybe a rematch. Maybe, you know, they get somebody up and running really quick to challenge her. Like it gets like two or three wins uh, be, between dark and, you know, dynamite, um, you know, going forward here. But um, yeah, these two, uh, the crowd bought the title change. They popped at the finish and it wasn't even like, Oh, thank God. Rio's out of here. It was just like, yeah. oh, they re- I mean, it was they really awesome. Rio to retain. Yeah. They were living in dying with Rio at by the end of that match. Um, or not even by the end of the match, but throughout through by the, even halfway through the match. Uh, I mean, this was such a great reaction at the end of the match for them loving Rio so much. that like, I think Rio should be a two-time champion eventually. Like, she should get a second title reign. That's how much, like, that, that crowd loves her. And, you know, she's obviously the most, um, uh, the crowd connects to her more than anyone else in that division uh, right now. So, like, I'm not saying do it in six months. I'm not, I'm saying do it in, like, have her, you know, come back in a year and, and you know, build her to- back or towards, you know, becoming a champion again. And the crowd would love it again. Um, I mean, it's just a white meat baby face that goes out there and, like, beats people. Um... Then we had the uh, interview with Jericho. Uh, he basically introduces, um, you know, Jeff Cobb. Yep. Uh, says Jeff Cobb is coming to whoop uh, Moxley's ass if he can survive Santana. If you're, uh, yeah, show- if, if, yeah. What was it? If you're, what was the line? It was a particular uh, like funny line. He's like, y- because because you're a, you're stupid and you're, you're something else. And you're crazy. Yeah, if you're crazy enough to beat Moxley, if you're crazy enough to beat Santana, you're stupid enough. I was like, what? Yeah, he said, uh, "You, you, I traveled around the world to find this man." Like, and then shot at the <laughs> vignette. Like, and it was Jeff Cobb, and I think everyone popped from the building to online. Everyone went nuts. Like, did they sign him? What's the deal with it? He's not signed, but it looks like he's in for a couple shows. Uh, which either way, it works because it's like, all right, they're willing to bring people in for a couple shows, and you can do cool stuff with them. Um, or you have that man on the roster in that AW Hoss division. What what is it looking like, James? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um Okay, bro. Okay, so we were just talking about uh Kyrie and Asuka and Natty, right? So <clears throat> the match was Natty versus uh versus Kyrie. And the whole match is well, well, Asuka at ringside. And the whole match is like Asuka's doing constant interference. So at one point, they get Natty outside the ring with the ref distracted, and Asuka just kicks her fucking head off. Just kicks Natty's head off for the D for the count out win for Kyrie Sane. They're celebrating like they just won a Super Bowl. Rich, it's fucking hilarious, <laughs> bro. Kyrie is such a geek in WWE main roster. It's ridiculous. I can't believe they're doing this to her. Like, I want them in the tag matches again, but it's like, who can they tag against? They they gonna hold them belts forever. Why? Because they'll never defend them. Right. Dean Ambrose have, have singles matches. Dean Ambrose U.S. title reign. Same thing. Yeah. <sighs> what are we talking about? Um, yeah. Uh, so Jeff Cobb's coming in right. up next. Uh, uh, MJF and Jungle Boy w- was out there. Uh, Brandy Rose comes out for commentary, squashes it with ex- Excalibur, and adds nothing uh, on commentary except you right. know just kind of giving you a one liner about MJF. But heaping helping of vanilla. Yeah. Um, 
but MJF and Jungle Boy have a pretty good match. Uh, let, let you know MJF's not a stiff. Jungle Boy is the future. These two guys are the future. Uh, if you look at it, one was 23, the other one's 22. They were they made sure to push that, hey, maybe this can be a main event down the road one day. Um, and that's always good to see that, you know, people are planning for the future. Uh, I believe when AEW first started, I was like, I think I said on the show, I was like, you look at their under 30 roster. I was like, I'll take that in a fucking heartbeat. Like, you know, you're talking about Hangman, you're talking about MJF, Jungle Boy, Private Party, Darby Allen, Sammy G. Um, all I need is like some young guys uh, to get in there and, you know, uh, if there's someone they can get, I don't know how old Warlow is. So um, we'll see, you know, what, what he brings to the table. But um, I like this match. It was cool. Um, <clears throat> they uh, did the bullshit finish at the end with the ring, of yes. course. Um, yeah. 1970s 80s finish whatever uh it's mjf so <laughs> but people like this match i think a lot more than i did but uh um, that was a good match and that was it yeah so after that uh warlow gave jungle boy like this twist in f5 then luchasaurus margo stunt came out uh maybe you know luchasaurus warlow face off down the road whatever is it me or does like luchasaurus still not look healthy he does not yeah he has not looked the same since, like, since the injury. Right. Yeah. Um. I don't know how long he'll be toughening through that, but like, if I were him, I'd, I, you know, I think it'd be wise for him to try to go away and, and rehab it as opposed to come out here and, and try to throw and throw Brazilian kicks and trying to warm that thing up and, and cool it down. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what's best for him, but like, hamstrings ain't to be played with. So we got Pac um, out there uh, <laughs> training and running yes. and, and shirtless at night. And this man you know, is running. Just, I don't up, know what the fuck wrong with this man. man is running up and down the streets of of I'm assuming London town uh, in the, the dark. Look on some Jack the Ripper shit, right? And this man is, shows up and, and just 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 basically just in the gear. Yes. Basically half naked everywhere he goes, oiled up. Wet At everywhere he goes down the street while talking Moist. cash shit about how he is the best wrestler in the world, dude. If you take away the music and the framing and the lighting, or whatever else, and you just put the aesthetic, if, you, if I wrote out on paper what this promo was, you would swear this is a promo straight out the fucking 80s. <laughs> You'd be like, what? <laughs> this is some dude in a dark alley talking shit and he's shirtless, but he's in wrestling gear. But he's a wrestler. He calls the best wrestler in the world. He's going to beat someone's ass. Like, this is some odd 80s. And clearly this dude's on cocaine, right? <laughs> but, 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 but no, it's, it's, it's just, that's, that's, that's what he brings to the table. It's like, this dude, <laughs> tell me why this man went to the gym dressed and then walked down the street and was naked. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Pac uh, is so ridiculous. I, I love I, him. I like to believe that Pac just walks into the building, um, fully, fully dressed already in the in the in the underwear gear. Um, he he has no locker room. Like he just he just walks in, walks out, and then goes back to training and being like Clover Lang or some shit. Like <laughs> I think I think like Pac wears no shirt is like. Pat wears no shirt, Randy Orton wears no shirt, and, like, Braun Strowman can't read are my three favorite, like, totally made-up things that I came to my mind from watching them enough. There's like, I I don't want anyone to break this. Like, I, I, I want to believe these things, even though I know these are not true at all, but I want to believe these three things. Yep. So, two weeks, um, Iron Man match, Hemi Kenny. Uh, can't wait. 
can't wait. <laughs> um, then they make the announcement. Uh, Paige and Kenny defend the uh, AEW World Tag Belts against the Lucha Bros. Of course, there's a um, Battle Royal coming up this week. The winner of the Battle Royal will assembly face the winner of this match here. So um, they... Uh, up next was the main event, uh, Moxley and Santana. And this was very good. Um, match. This, yeah, and Santana... And ended up getting his eye took out. He came out with the Puerto Rican eye patch. Loved it. What up, Jeremy? Uh, <laughs> called it ahead of time. Always ahead. Um, and it's just like, yeah, man. Like, like Moxley's running through this faction right now, and it's like this is every like this is a fucking karate movie that that's happening right now. <laughs> You're going through all these fuckers to get to the master or whatever. Yeah. And can you beat the master at the end? So um, this is like another extremely well-booked uh, storyline with these guys. Um, you feel like you see everything kind of coming a mile away, but it all makes sense, and it's all for a reason. Like, uh, there was a reason for Ortiz to end up fighting him. There's a reason for Santana to end up fighting him. These could have been throwaway nothing matches. How many of these have we ever seen or whatever? But every match kind of felt like another chapter going forward. And this is like the long form, like storytelling. Think, story, this is the, the long form storyline. Ta- look at the tapestry, Rich. Look, and I don't mean that ironically, like I normally do when yeah, people fuck like, up stories. Like, like this is this is like the the playbook for AEW right here. Like, and you look at Moxley, and you think of obviously the match he had that weekend, and then he comes in for uh, the Wednesday show, and he has this this you know. This you know two wrestlers two eyes match with with Santana and like you know we always talk about like Moxley versus Ambrose and how the difference is like he's not a dumbass and there's a there's a random wacko he actually has like thought put into his matches and you like the spots he did were like they tease like that Santana was gonna shove him eye his good eye first into the corner of the still steps like that's mm-hmm. ingenious like the idea where like it was it, the it, they set up you know you blind me. And one eye, I blind one of your dudes in one eye. We have a one eye versus one eye match. And then at the end of it, like, it's because of interference, they both end up blind, or, or Masi ends up blind. He ends up poking his eye out. They end up both blind. And basically, he's like, they're both feeling each other. He, he finds him first. He hits him with the, with the, with the paradigm <laughs> shift. And when, that's great storytelling. Bro, like the the Jade or Snake Roberts or Rick Martel match broke out at the end of that oh bitch. God. I love the blindfold match. Like, <laughs> I never saw that match. I just heard and was like, "This is too goofy." Even it's fucking case. hilarious. Um, but it's like a master in like it's, it's a master psychology match. But yeah, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. This is awesome. But uh, Inner Circle his ring, beast that ass, and then they Get call out back. they call out Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb's music hits comes in. Drops him with the Torrid Islands and Show that, him the that bro, Bret Hart um, didn't think Jeff Cobb's or Bret, <laughs> Jeff Cobb's hair was so wet that that Bret Hart had to salute. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the like, Shield uh, thought that man was too wet. Correct, correct. Um, and it was like, yo, what? It was like they, they they dropped them, they beat them fucking, and, and you got to run Cobb Moxley next week. Uh, of course, with the Battle Royal, there's also that tag match and Cody versus Warlow in the steel cage. What are we expecting out of out of Cody, Cody and Warlow in the steel cage? There is no escape. Well, well, well first before we get to that, um, Rollins is out to do his, uh, you know, he's doing the Monday Night Messiah thing because uh, he's a cult leader now, uh, ah. and he is 
cutting a sermon right now. That's what he's calling it. Um, it's, and it looks very similar to the uh, when he did the 2014 uh, eulogy after he murdered <laughs> Ambrose by by uh, by curb stomping him through cinder blocks. Anyway, he is out here, no shirt on, with a jacket that has fur on the lapels. Rich. He is literally Dean Ambrose from last year yes. around this time. Yes, and he's wearing a black one though, right? Right, he's wearing all black in the fur is black. But it's like you have come what you have been, what you hated, and this is only a, this is not like storytelling. This is just like this is the idea of what we have all hills dressed like. And like luckily, like he he he's evolved past the point where like he's wearing like a black shirt with a black jacket and black slacks. He's now like I gotta do some a little sum of my own. All right, let's put fur on the lapels. Anyway, I, I, um I feel, <laughs> no sorrow for Seth Rollins. Say again? I feel no sorrow for Seth Rollins. Hey, look. He getting this, a check, what, he capping he for him, that's on him. Yep, this is what he want. Yeah. Like if he's frustrated, I feel bad for your frustration. Shouldn't have came out here with that bullshit. Um, <laughs> same for Saint. Look, whatever happens to Ricochet, I hope the best for Ricochet. I hope Ricochet never has a a bad day in his life. But you, you, you sound can, happy. Where you no at. one, no one told you to come out here and lie on behalf of this company. The only thing this company asks you to do is show up to work and shake hands and smile. That's, that's all they ask you to do. And, and don't uh, break the law, like yeah, that too. Of course, <laughs> morals. Have some morals. Yeah. So. Um, anyway, on to uh, the cage match with no rules, uh, with no escape rule. Um, this is what I fully expect. And if I don't hear this, I'm going in on Jim Ross. What I expect is for Cody at some point to climb that cage, and he's going to moonsault off of it onto Wardlow. Uh, and what I don't, and what I better expect to hear from Jim Ross is, I want to hear after Cody gets Wardlow off his feet. And he starts to climb. I want to hear him say that what the fuck is Cody doing? He's a goddamn thing for not going for the pin. If he doesn't, I'm going to kill him for being pick, for picking and choosing who's a dumbass for not covering people immediately when they know then the wrestler knows that this person is going to kick out. So I need to get in position to put them away with something else. That's all this is with psychology. So I, we're going to tune in and we're going to see. That's funny. We're going to see. Because he only, because you know, when it's Hangman or it's Cody, he don't say that they fools for setting up for other moves. It's just whatever else. But when it's yeah. when it's when it's Shannon or Carl Shida, oh no, you must cover somebody right now. Even if you like, you about to fall out your damn self from the hard wrestling you just did with another <laughs> valuable, strong opponent, jackass. <laughs> I'm sorry, I turned this to what it was, but, but yeah, like I, I I think it's gonna be a good match, the cage match. You can you can get away with you know just ramming people into the cage or whatever else. You know, hopefully it's planned out very well. Cody's really good with plans. Hopefully he ain't do too many plans, but you you, you, you hit my drift. But they have, I hope they have a good match. I really do. And, and they've been Warlock for a real long time. I imagine that he's going to be prepared. He looks like a great athlete from the the gym videos they're putting out from him. Uh, some reason I'm under the impression he can do flips. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm, yeah. I'm sure that they've they've – He's been around since, like, right after Full Gear. Uh, so I imagine that they've been saying, yeah. And think about how long it's been advertised. So, yeah, you better have, be ready for to have, try to have a match your life. So, yeah. Yeah, at this point. So, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a hell of a week uh, for AEW. Bad week for um, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the contingent, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, what well, it's the uh, also next week we have um the tag match Lucha Bros versus Hangman and Pack. I mean, sorry, Hangman, uh, and, Hangman and, and Kenny. Yep. So, and the reason that one was set up, obviously, that uh, eight man tag they had a week before, uh, they ended up getting the pin on Hangman. Right. They were also the last team to beat um, Kenny and Hangman, who have had to struggle. They haven't just been, you know, shot to the belts like they had to lose along the way, um, and, and really try to come together. But um, there's a lot going on with the Hangman and story. You know storyline and all that, but I think it'll all be a little bit more clear when we figure out uh, the Bucks can win the battle royal. Hey man, I want, I want, yeah, we can get to the battle royal in a second, but like I was really concerned on the fact that like we're getting like Kenny Omega versus the fucking Lucha Bros. Like we're gonna get Kenny Omega versus versus Phoenix again at some point. It's gonna be awesome. Um, can't wait for that match. I think this is like number one thing on the uh, on the Dynamite card for next week. Um, like if I were to look through like NXT in that, like I would say. That match and then Roddy and Velveteen will be my top two things. Um, after that, it'll probably be so. I probably say the the uh, oh my god, what's it called? Oh, the Leo Russian and Jordan Devlin because like those those two tiny motherfuckers special. So <laughs> so I, I so I can't wait to see that. Um, but yeah, like uh, you think it's the Young Bucks for sure, or you think they're gonna throw a curveball? I think it's the Young Bucks. I mean, like, uh, is, is this for sure? Is this sure for the Revolution uh, title match, or is this like for a potential title match, and they haven't really said for it's, sure? It's a Revolution title match. Okay. Like you can look at the dates. Like Revolution's twelve days from right, now. So, right, right, um, <clears throat> Yeah. So hopefully um, they'll have everything locked in at least by next week, and we can try to preview this shit. Okay. So if it's not, if it's not the Young Bucks, who who could who could it be besides them? Proud and powerful. Good point. Yeah. Um, you start looking up and down. Um, they're the only team that Kenny and Heyman haven't wrestled. Um, if they want to, you know, yank the rug, they have Dark Lucha, Bros, Lucha Bros win and LAX win and run that back oh my God. with them two. And then, you know, have another tag match, you know, without the belts. But I don't know. I don't think you want to do that because then, you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that, I don't think you want to blow both of those programs at once because you can always get the, the PMP versus the Lucha Bros. Um, oh, they're both heels too. What am I talking about? Never mind. Um, they, uh, yeah, I, I think it's the Bucks for sure. Okay. Was there anything else that was promoted for uh, for Wednesday that I'm forgetting? Not yet. <clears throat> okay. Um, yeah. So double or nothing tickets went on sale. They're also announced um, after uh, the Wednesday after will also be in the same building in Las Vegas. So that's going to be a daunting task to try to sell all those tickets. They haven't sold out yet. I imagine whenever they announce that main event, those tickets will get the fuck out of there. No star cast this year. Yeah, apparently it was a money loser last year, which is I found to be pretty you know pretty surprising. Um, yeah. I guess it's one of those things where like it don't it don't matter how well you do it's just like that market price is just so you know cost prohibitive to where you can't overcome that because like all the other star I mean obviously like they did other star casts and they just dropped this one and they're planning on doing more star casts when they're not in Vegas so it must just be a you know just a market thing um, yeah I mean um, I don't think I don't know like, I'm really interested on Wednesday 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. This is a big show for them. Atlanta, uh, it's kind of like a mini pay-per-view, and it, yeah. it feels like there have been a couple mini pay-per-views in between, uh, like that one on the first, uh, kind of like last week or the, the strapping week. I would say Thanksgiving uh, yeah. would be like yeah, mini. Thanksgiving. Yep. Yeah, there was a couple of those that they like built up. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm liking the cycle and looking forward to Revolution a lot. Yeah, like... <laughs> It's they've bounced back very, very well um, since that that last uh, t- uh, dynamite of 2019 when they laid out all of the elite with the Dark Order. They bounced back mightily. <laughs> like they came back like <laughs> they came back like four or five. Uh, yeah, so um, can't wait for Wednesday. Can't wait for Wednesday as usual. Um, I guess only one thing left to do, really, James. What? Yes, I. I just guess we just got to hit the music. (laughs) Okay, so... Um, this weekend in stardom. Uh, I'm trying to think. What's the last thing we talked about? Uh, do we last leave off on the, um, oh the the Corgan Hall show from the eighth? Okay, so uh, few things of note. Jungle Kiona is for sure getting a title shot against uh Mayu Batani of the Red Belt in Nagoya. I could only walk around hearing about Jungle Kiona just mumbling Mayu Watani under her breath like to, before we, we had to get her committed as a crazy person. So, <laughs> good thing they're giving her a match. Yeah, like, that match is going to be awesome. And, like, because that's, that's, that's Sunday. That's this coming Sunday. So, like, if, you know, the way this pops off, right, like, Mayu could have, like, five four-and-a-half-star matches or better in, like, the last eight weeks. Like she's on a fucking breakneck pace. Um, I don't know how much she's gonna last if she keeps that up, but um, she's on a breakneck pace right now. Uh, so, um, more more news, not much, but um, there was a futures of future of stardom title belt match between Utami Hayashita and um, Saya Kamatani. That's Big Saya, as we affectionately call her. Um, what were your thoughts on the match, Rich? I thought it was a good match. Uh, I would probably say like three and a half, three point seven five, maybe. Uh, Saya very aggressive during this match. It felt like she was in control for a, a lot of it, mm-hmm. uh, and she got beat at the end. So yep. <laughs> um, I was kind of puzzled with that. I thought they were going to switch the belt, but they right. did not for right. a reason that happened after the match. Yep. Uh, that was the first time I ever saw Saya, so I fucking died laughing uh, at her entrance dance. Oh my <laughs> god, they got, they got to bring Gessie back and, and rehire her immediately. She's uh, using how to dance. Like, I don't, nah, bro. Like, I, bitch, I, I ran that shit back like two or three times and damn near fell out of the chair. Okay, so, since that's your, okay, so you heard me talk about Big Side, but you never seen her wrestle. Okay, so, um, she's young. It felt like Tom was looking in the mirror, like, "Oh, this was was me." <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. I think um, from what I saw of Utami, because like she's more, she was further along earlier, um, but not by that much. 
Um, like if like if we were in a pinch and we said Mayu go out there and have a uh, you know a Korokin main event with with um, Big Sai, I think that Big Sai and her could go out there and have a four star match. But they're never going to put. I don't think they put those type of expectations or that kind of pressure on her yet. Um, but like you could clearly see that like mm-hmm. she's like the next. I mean, they, and you know Utami talked about it's like. You know, I was last year's super rookie. She's this year's super rookie or whatever else. So, like, this is kind of a special thing. Um, and, you know, that's kind of the reason why we all thought, like, you know, this is the last belt that Queen's Quest has. Like, and it looks like their days are numbered, like, being a faction that always has a belt covering them at some point. Um, I thought that Utami selling in this match was great. Um like her selling of the knee was like just I I loved it, especially after watching like so much wrestling around the world, like and just not seeing that taken care of or make it to where like you can spend disbelief that like you know you can gut through some type of knee injury or whatever else or whatever happens. Like I thought I thought it was great I th- or I thought it was a really good match, especially from two people that are like I think they're both like twenty one tw- or so twenty something like both of them something like that. Yeah, just just really good. Um, and you know, it's like you always got to be developing because someone will retire on your ass or go freelance. Yep. Uh, like I guess so. <laughs> no. Okay. So she didn't actually really go freelance yet, anyway. But she basically said in her promo was like, "Yeah, because I've been doing all these shows. It's kind of weird that like I'm not in starting right now, but like." And then at the after the gauntlet match, she was like. Everywhere I go, I feel like I'm uh, I am Kagetsu of stardom when I'm at these different places or whatever else to my retirement show. Her retirement show is on the 26th, I think. So she's like, she that's what she's saying or whatever else. But like at, her pre match promo was funny. He's like, I am I am free, I am freelancer Kagetsu. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, back to their match. I thought it was really good. And at the end, um, Utami puts her away, and Utami, you know, because uh, their pen eater or one of their pen eaters. Um, Leo Onizaki is retiring due to um, injuries and you know B already left them earlier in the year so like they were only at that they're going to be left only four deep so and they talked they, they set this up pretty well in the pre-match promo it was like you know she's super rookie um, she's the first super rookie since me um, Big Sai is saying that you know she looked up to Tommy when she was a trainee and at the end she says you know you know we're short on numbers um, we would like you to join Queen's Quest. Now the thing is, Tam officially slash unofficially put her mentee into Stars, and she's been working with Stars for a while, for you know, like the last month. Um, so she says, you know, I looked up to Utami, so if she wants me, so if she'll have me, I'll go. And and you see Tam, Tam just sitting there, just like. This was very emotional, by the way. Yes! And, like, it was so well done because, like, Tam's not freaking out. She just, like, you can can feel, like, the hurt on her and, like, the disappointment. And, like, but she's content. And I think a part of that is, like, it goes back to the anniversary show match when, like, they flash back to when Tam got kicked out of Oedotai and then, like, Tam is like apologizing to Kagetsu for how like she turned out and I didn't turn out how you expected and then like Kagetsu's like you turn look you went down the path that you were meant to go down and I, as I told you as you know you were kicked out of the group um we lost that match like it's up to you to figure out where you go now I can't help you and it's like now she is like big she went from that's being like the young chick no, to the big homie like, 
You know, that sound like that sound like something like in the wire on season four, like with one of them kids or whatever. Like, you know what? You're right. Because remember, that's, that was the thing we always talked about with like the four kids and in, in season four was like, look at they're all they're all kids from the same neighborhood. You look at like, um, uh, who was a uh, we Bay? What was we Bay's son's name? Michael. No, Wasn't no, that's he... not Michael. Uh, oh, Naaman. Yeah, Naaman was an asshole. Deserved like the least amount of help because he was such a jerk. But because like he got help or whatever else, like look how his life turned out compared to someone like Dookie or yeah. Michael. Yeah. Right? You just like, damn, bro. And you know, like that. You're right. Like this is like we're at the point with these in in this show. Like it was choose your path, and you know. Um, the two trainees this year were Big Saya and Itsuki. You know, we talked about Itsuki last week, how Itsuki got her first singles win um, at the at the Corkin show after she, you know, finally debuted in, like, October, whatever, or November. And they've been, you know, they're aces. They've been going back and forth. They've been, they've, they've been tagging at times. Um, when, when Big Saya won the, um, the rookie tournament, she beat her in the semifinal. And, um... Like she said, like, look, I'm coming to Queen's Quest, but like, I will, I want you to come with me, because he's like, we, we, me or you, we're, pe- you know, two peas in the same pod. Like, come with me, and you know, she's also a, a, a mentee of, of Tams, and she says, like, you think it's cool that you're just gonna put me on a spot to choose like this? And he said, like, look, like, you're the super rookie or whatever else, but like, I, my plan isn't to be like riding shotgun with you. Like, my plan is to, is to surpass you. So I'm going to choose stars. I'm choosing my own path. And like Tam gets in the ring and like hugs her. It's just like, thank you for not. It's almost like, almost like she was afraid of some like empty nest shit. And she's like, thank you. Like, thank you for not leaving me with fucking like Arissa. Like, <laughs> that's almost like, like, thank you for not leaving me for like, you know, believing in me as almost like a mentor. And it was like so emotional. And then like, you know, Tam's in the ring and, and, and like looks at, uh, Big Saya, and then like you know, Tommy's telling stars to scram, and like you know, is and then like she's just staring at at Big Saya after that, and she's like, she gets out the ring and turns around at her and says, "I'll see you," like I'll see you later, like I'll see you somewhere down the road or whatever else. It was like that. That was kind of sad, but it's like I don't know what they're doing with Tam, like with Tam or with this year in particular, but like the emotion or whatever else like is like up to t- like it's like really melodramatic and it's touching and like you feel like these people actually care for each other as they like turn each other and everything it's, it's really cool um like honestly like i at least since like november since like the tag league or whatever else like i really i don't know what it is but like i they've really turned up like the not just the wrestling part and i think like you know, if you're someone who just watches them for week to week like I do, like I get as much enjoyment from the week to week stuff that they do, like the journey leading up to the payoffs or destinations, as much as like I do with AEW, Dynamite, or, or NXT. Like I really, you know, and this wasn't the case last year. It was just like more or less like okay, they do cool things, whatever else, and it's like a really good match factory. But like they're really getting this part down with characters, or whatever else. Yeah, man. Um... Looking forward to seeing, um, you know, the revamp Queen's Quest is like, damn. Yes. I didn't even think about the logistics part, but like, you know, we were talking about like, they, you know, oh yeah, so Utami wins, or wins, and then she says, I've done everything I can do with this, with the with the Futures belt. Like, I have six defenses, I've set the record, 
I want to go more pursue the white and red belt. So she relinquishes the belts, lays it down the middle. And I'm assuming they're going to have a tournament forward. It's like big Saya or Zumi is going to win eventually. Um, but, but yeah, like, um, but logistics wise, like after they were so going to be, be like, it's four people. And like a Zumi is going to be number three. And like the pin eater would be like 12 year old. <laughs> like it's going to be 12 year old Hina. Like, they really needed somebody and like for them to you know we feel like oh god they're like starting to not push them as hard queen's quest like the all the all the young prodigies with utami and momo and azumi like they're not going to push them and then like not so fast we're going to invest even more in the future and put like the you know the next young star as well so it's like all right they haven't completely pulled the plug on them so um you know, because Queen's Quest is my favorite faction out of the four. So I'm glad that they're, they're not just going to, like, become scraps for, like, Donna Del Mondo <laughs> and just, like, leave EO's faction after she left, like, just in the, like, just leave it and move on. Like, they deserve much more than that. <laughs> Julia, why to, why to overrun this shit? I would, I would really resent that. Like, okay. So, like, Momo. Like, we, we are breaking up the faction that has Momo Watanabe as leader for Julia. And also Hannah. Okay, can they wrestle half as good as her? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> but yeah. Um, I mean, that's really all I got. Like, I'm just glad. To, I'm just glad that like they put the super rookie there, and it also gives a slot for Isuki now uh, to be a pin eater on Stars. They elevate like little Saya on the star side as well from just being a pin eater. Um, so I think it's I think it's really cool, and obviously you know, we still have the draft. I think. If we get the draft, but that'll be a few months from now. Oh yeah, that's in March, right? Uh, last year it was uh, mid-April. Oh no, it's after. Yeah, yeah. yeah last yeah. year's mid-April. Yeah. So yeah, looking forward to it all oh, this week. One thing, one other thing. Kagetsu's gauntlet match. The the gun. I'm sorry. The Godzilla horn hit, and I knew immediately knew what that was. Hiroyo Matsumoto showed back up at stardom for the one-minute gauntlet match, and she she put uh, Kagetsu over her on purpose. And, like, we haven't seen Hiroyo in stardom in, oh, I think, a couple years. Like, probably like 2017, 2016. So, with, you know, all the marvelous talk in uh, Takumi Aroha and, like, with Donald Amato bringing in um, freelancers from other promotions whatever else... I would love to see her Royal Masamoto back in stardom. I would love to see her like go out there and have a hoss match with Utami or with Jungle. I would love that. So, um, yeah, just just hope, wishful thinking. Fingers crossed. Hope that she's part of the you know the Bushi Road expansion. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, they got money. Yes, yeah, they do. Um, but yeah, that's the uh, that's the end of the show. Um, be sure to rate us on whatever app you're using. Listen to this. Be sure to tell the folks about the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Um, also, check out our friends at uh, Powerslam.tv, the independent sponsor of the show. If they have over 5,000 hours of uh, footage from all across the world, you can use the code Social Suplex to get your free month's trial. Um, be sure to check out uh, Social Suplex. I'm sorry, uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Social Suplex and pick up some official Social Suplex Podcast Network merchandise. Um, be also be, uh, be sure to check out the rest of the shows on the network. On Sundays, most of the time, we have One Nation Radio. On Tuesdays, we have Keeping the Strong Style. 
on Wednesdays, we have the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Podcast. On every other Wednesday, we have Roman Washer Shit. On Fridays, is it Fridays or Thursdays, Rich? Fridays. On Fridays, we have Get in the Ring. And on Saturdays, we have All Things Elite. Which is funny because, like, we did a longer AEW review this week than they did. <laughs> like, get well soon, Floyd. Because Floyd's sick, bro. So, I, yeah. hope, uh, I hope he gets better. For sure. Yeah. We yeah, got to get him one of the high-end fancy uh, Japanese uh, face masks. Yo, the Don Callis joint, the black joint. <laughs> so, you know, uh, make sure y'all leave a donation for us. Uh, if you want to sign up, you can uh, go to Red Circle and, you know, click the uh, link for the show. Uh, totally up to you guys. But, um, yeah. So, anything else uh, before we uh, roll about this whole? No, I think that's it, man. That is it. Uh, so, yeah. We'll holler at y'all. And uh, like Kyrie Irving, we run this shit. Oh, my God. <sighs> Can't believe it. <laughs> Later. Peace.